0: Coming up on a special episode of Chasing the Natty, it is the Summa Cum Laude Draft hosted by John Lobb, the Gridiron Scholar. All that and more after this.
1: Look down, circus! One handed catch is made! Jones goes to the end zone. Oh, what a catch! Devontae Smith! Alabama watch out for Mr. Robinson this kid is gonna be special and is already flashing
0: this is Chasing the Natty a college football fantasy podcast All right, welcome in, everybody. Is this is Chasing the Natty? I am your host, Jared Palmgren, and on the other side of me, as always, is my faithful host, Mister Xavier. Who are you? Who are you? I'm not Xavier. Who who who, who are you? What like who do you work for? What do you do? And what have you done with Xavier?
1: I have captured Xavier and I put him in the closet for tonight's draft. Xavier, uh, yeah, I'll bring him not out about if him. necessary. <laughs> But uh, tonight he spins it in the closet. So my name's Mitch. Thanks for having me on, man. I appreciate it.
0: Yeah, so Mitch Hart is going to be uh, picking in the Cum Loud draft with me tonight. He is a great guy. I've been talking to him for the, about the past uh, 30 minutes to an hour. He's been great conversation, lots of great insight, and I can't wait to have him on tonight. So tonight we will be part of, as I've been saying, the Cum Loud draft hosted by John Loud, the Gridiron Scholar. If you haven't already, by the time this video comes out, the article that John Lobb will be writing, will be on Fantrack, so please go check it out. There's gonna be lots of great inside information on that article. And so now I'll just go ahead and tell you what all this draft's going to incorporate. So this draft is of 12 teams and I'll list off the people here participating. So of course we have Mr. Mitch Hart, just across from me, at Ace Hole's Rule. We have myself, at CFF underscore Jared. We have Nicholas Allen from CFB Winning Edge. He is at CFB Winning Edge on Twitter. We have Nate Marquezzi at CFFNate on Twitter. We have Mike Bainbridge at MBainbridgeCFF. Check out his stuff on the CFF site. We have Scott Bogman at Bogman Sports on Twitter. We have Eric Froton at CFFroton on Twitter. We have, of course, the Gridiron Scholar himself, John Love at Gridiron Scholar 91 We have Dwight Peoples from the C2C crowd who is at FF Peebles Champ we have insider c or we have cff insiders who is at insider cff on twitter don't get those two confused like i just did and finally last but not least we have mr jean uh, or josh excuse me not john josh chevlier from at cff guys so oh on top of all this the roster makeup for tonight will be 2 qb 2 running back 3 wide receiver 1 tight end 1 flex 1 defense and special teams and seven bench spots, and it will be half PPR. So now that I'm, I'm, now I've said a lot here. Mitch, how are you doing tonight, man?
1: Man, every day is a great day to be Mitch. I'm asked that all the time, uh, how I'm doing. That's my <laughs> response. Uh, I live a charmed life. So uh, again, thanks for having me on. I, I've I played fantasy for a long time. Um, I actually won the 2005 uh, college national championship in fantasy football. There were 14,000 of us uh, wow. on a site that's no longer uh, up. It was called U Sports. Um, so I had Colt Brennan and Ian Johnson, Ahmad Bradshaw, uh, wow. a host of Hawaii wide receivers. So it was <laughs> a lot of fun. Uh, it's I've, I've played for a long time, but the, real quick, and I'll ask you during our, our space in between selections, that the, the fantasy memory that I have the most is, The first time that I lost my home league, we established a league uh, right out of college in 1991, 92 era. And I I had the lead. I was up by three yards. (sighs) And they were needed to just kneel. And the Falcons were kneeling. And the guy had Terrence Mathis. And Jeff George looked to his left and said, Check 180. And I knew right then I was gonna lose. He threw a, a little hitch. Uh Mathis got seven yards and I lost on the last no. play of the season. Yes. So I've had great wins, but that that's that was a tough loss. So yeah, man. Uh college football is awesome. I got the number one pick. I'm going Malik Willis, dude. Uh my first question to you, you picked second. Would you have taken Malik if I didn't take him?
0: absolutely i would take a malik i mean malik's effectively a cheat code for this upcoming year he's the only returning qb from last year that rushed for over a thousand yards if you do if you know anything about fantasy rushing qbs are the absolute cheat code in this sport and malik willis has all the yards to back it up for that on top of that he had i believe 14 rushing touchdowns last year so but again he had the rushing yards to back it up so because touchdowns are hard to predict Rushing yards are much easier to predict, and if you have that, Malik Willis is going to be the ultimate cheat code for fantasy this upcoming year. If you didn't take him there, I would have felt like I was getting a steal at the number two pick. So we're good, but I unfortunately, you will you will not be picking him you. there. So I will be <laughs> no. taking Brees Hall after you.
1: Cool, Brees Hall, another good selection. I mean, uh, solid running back in a system that has produced a great. Uh, rushing totals the past six or eight years. David Montgomery uh, guy was really good at breaking tackles. And what's interesting is I I watch a lot of Brees Hall Uh, while he doesn't break tackles. It's because he doesn't get touched as often. Mm -hmm. He is shifty and can make that first guy miss uh, takes it to the house. Brees Hall. uh, I haven't had him. Haven't had the pleasure of having him. I play against him then a couple of times a year. He is a guy who, always seems to break a 50 yarder um so he's a he's a a foot on your neck kind of guy he will it's not the kind of guy that you want to play against so I got I have no problem uh with that selection I would actually like them to dump it off a little more to him we got half uh point PPR while they don't they don't throw the ball as much to him as they did Montgomery uh he could catch it I mean he does well when they throw it to him so I don't know. Um, I think he might, and this sounds weird for an overall number two selection. I actually think the guy has one more gear in fantasy. I think he can even be better than he has been, and he's been really good. So I mean I, like I agree.
0: Pick. I agree with you wholeheartedly. And again, that's why I have him over a guy who I actually think is gonna have more carries than him this upcoming year, and that's Mohammed Ibrahim. Who who's on pace? I, I did the I did the math here. Mohammed Ibrahim was on pace for almost three hundred and forty carries last year with the way that Minnesota was touting him around out there. And I'm like, holy mackerel. But then I kinda again, I looked at Debrees Hall a little bit, watched some tape of him, and I saw the potential he could have out of the backfield, catching out of the backfield. And I'm like, especially in a PPR format or half PPR, which I personally don't prefer, but even still, he's gonna have insane value there. Okay, thank yeah. you. Somebody else who, who doesn't prefer PPR. I don't, I
1: don't like PPR. In my league that I run, we do yardage bonuses. Okay. Uh, receiving yardage bonuses, you get five points when you get a hundred yards. Uh, you get an additional five at one hundred and fifty, and then the the final tier is if you get two hundred yards, you get an additional five. I don't like people who catch thirteen balls for forty seven yards. Mm-hmm. It gets on my nerves. Um, I don't. I don't. I don't play like that on purpose. I'll, I'll play like that and adjust my draft style, but I do not think it's indicative of fantasy greatness. So I do not play that way. So I don't like PPR.
0: I mean, for me, fantasy should reflect how much a person helps their team out on the field. And Sorry. if you catch a ball for zero yards, you didn't help your team at all. But in a, fan, in a PPR format, you've now got a, the equivalent of 10 yards. And to me, that just doesn't work. My like,
1: latest league, uh, uh, we're doing 0.5 for first downs. Okay. I, again, I, I, I think, like I that. Think, That's great. Yeah. I mean, to me, it's something, it's a little bit different, but I would, I would rather that than anything else. So yeah,
0: yeah. actually I, I, you know what I might incorporate in that or I might pass it around some of the leagues I'm uh, hosting this year. I think that'll be a great addition for people to have. Yeah. All right, so okay, we've begun so the we draft go. here.
1: Mm-hmm. That was super Alrighty.
0: easy. And mine so, is also super easy. I will be taking Mr. Brees Hall. Awesome. And so now we get to see what everybody else gets to pick. So,
1: yeah.
0: again, I won't ask you who you're picking up, but who who are you, what are you kind of aiming for on this next go-around?
1: So when I'm at the turn, um, I... I, I definitely want a strength, and so I like to go either running back, running back, or wide receiver, wide receiver. Mm-hmm. Um, in this format, I would I, I would never go quarterback, quarterback, quarterback is so deep. So I'm looking at you know running back, running back, or receiver, receiver. If people fall in the you know, my preparation for this draft, it feels like. If receivers come back to us, that that's what I'll do. I'll take receivers if they come back if there's value. Uh, but for, for me, it's it's all about value. Uh, mm-hmm. We'll see who slips back. What's interesting is where we select, you almost get no, you, you rarely get someone that, that comes all the way back to you that you would have selected. That's why mm-hmm. I prefer to pick in the middle and then take risks based on what other people are drafting. But you and I aren't going to get that. No one is going to go 24 selections with a uh, the cast of characters that are in this draft. Mm-hmm. So no one's ever going to come back to us. So you just kind of got to make do. So I want someone in the you know, Calvin Austin, I'd like for him to, I'd like for him to fall. Maybe. Yeah. I think that's, I I think that's definitely possible. Probably wishful thinking. Yeah. I mean, it could go. I mean, we'll see, but that's what I want to do. How about you? You, Yeah. I mean, you went running back. Uh, Are you going to try to get a quarterback next? Is that what you would try to do? What's your strategy coming up?
0: No, actually I kind of like the quarterbacks that you can usually get into kind of the round five, six range. I think you can find some definite value there. Um, so I tend yeah. to try to stack up on wide receiver and quarterback as usually as early as I can in these drafts. So, again, my, like, like you said, I'm hoping a good wide receiver kind of falls back to us in the second round. There's one in particular that I'm really kind of eyeing on that I'm probably a little higher on than everybody else, but I'm absolutely willing to take in the second and third round, definitely the third round, because I think... Um, I definitely think he could, at, at the second pick, I can definitely get him back to me between your picks, unless you're also secretly high on this guy, in which case I'm going to get burned, but that's all right. <laughs> I, guess, um, I guess we'll see. We will, we will definitely find out, but again, another, another not a bad option here would have been for me to kind of double up on running backs. See, like see if any of these kind of any of my running back ones kind of fall back to me here. So well,
1: the, the running back class to me is top heavy. And then there is a tier of, I would say, looking at my list, maybe eighteen running backs to me that are all about the same. Mm-hmm. So I will likely just take the leftovers on that list of eighteen. That's probably what I'll do uh, because I feel that they're all about the same. So yeah, yeah
0: I mean, uh, that's what fair. do you what do
1: you what do you think of the picks so far? Uh, Rattler, DJ, and Sincere were the last three. I love McCormick, uh, Workhorse, running back. Both of those quarterbacks, obviously, from systems, had a really good. Any of those picks uh, stand out to you?
0: Well, David Bell just went off at the 9. That that doesn't surprise me at all. You, you usually see about one or two wide receivers kind of go off here in the back end of the first round. The pick that actually surprised me the most so far, and this might sound crazy, but again, we were just talking about him, Muhammad Ibrahim went off before Bijan Robinson. I've been seeing Bijan go ahead of Muhammad a lot recently, and I think people are starting to realize that Muhammad like while Bijan, I think definitely has the higher ceiling Muhammad already has just a, such a solid floor there with the amount of carries that he gets per game so that's yes. the, that's the one that kind of sticks out to me right there um a few uh no this is about right for the amount of qbs going off usually you might find dj go to the second round but um yeah nothing super surprised me kevin marks going at 10 just now from uh kevin brown yeah i'm i'm knocking him slightly right now not just because of the coaching change, but also that coaching change also basically took their entire O line with them. And so, and and while I'm glad that they hired a defensive minded coach, I can't remember his name off the top of my head. Um, again, losing just yeah, that much on I the offensive either. line, lo- losing that much no, on the, the offensive way, line okay. is probably going to hurt him a bit.
1: We spoke about uh, some of the strategy in drafts off offline before we began. Kevin Marks is an interesting. Uh, An interesting guy. First, he has the, if he has a good season, which I think he will, I don't think he's the 10th best fantasy guy in this draft, but I do think he's going to have a good season. Mm -hmm. He'll be the leading rusher in Buffalo history, and they have had a storied history uh, for running backs. But what's interesting is he's always the backup. He's always the two. Now, why is that? Mm -hmm. Is it that, is it nerves? Is it work ethic? Like, what has kept him? from being that guy, and he should have been the guy over Jarrett Patterson. Jarrett Patterson was not as highly touted. He was a smaller back. Marks was the lead back in camp, and he lost that job. Now, Jarrett Patterson ended up being good. So the thing that I want to look at with Buffalo is I think I'll zag. I'll take a Buffalo backup running back with the idea that maybe Kevin Marks just isn't that good.
0: Oh, so interesting. I
1: think that value of uh, snagging uh, the Buffalo run uh, the two on the Buffalo running back chart is better than taking Marks with the tenth pick overall. So I, that's my I, uh, that's my take on Marks. I w- I will not be selecting him in any draft.
0: Yeah, I would say I, I, he's, he's going I, a little too take highly Marks for me, in
1: like the fourth round. Yeah, he's it's too rich for my my blood. Not like,
0: I was, I was in love with the idea of drafting Jared Patterson last year and everything, and he proved it. When, once, he was actually, once, once the Mac finally started getting up and kicking, he had that monster 88-point game against uh, Kent State, yep. and I was like, that's exactly what I was expecting out of him the entire year. Uh, it looks like they suspended yeah. the draft a little I, I bit here.
1: Dustin, I saw that. I had Dustin Crum and Isaiah McCoy in that game, and they both did really well too, but yeah, the star of that game was definitely Patterson.
0: I, lo- I love crumb. Like I, I, I oh, of think-
1: course. Oh, he's nails. The guy's oh, yeah.
0: awesome. I, I, I oh, definitely it looked, love somebody crumb, wanted and-
1: crumb. That was the, I guess yeah, so it, it looks like
0: uh CFF insiders having a hard time connecting there. And he, he auto drafted Sam Howell which I was very concerned about I was like, or not, not concerned, but like, I was like, Sam Howell in the first really? Um, no, he, yeah. it, Sam, Howell is not who he wanted to p- pick there. We backed it up a little bit. It looks like he's going to go crumb here. He does go crumb. Yes so that, make, that makes a bit more sense uh, I love Dustin Crum I would have drafted him in my uh, Dynasty League this upcoming year if it not for the fact that I would only be getting one year out of him and I felt like there's another QB or two that I, I could gotten a few more years out of um,
1: you spoke about Malik being the only thousand yard rusher and I believe it's because Crum just didn't get to play that many games
0: I would. Agree, you're, you're 100% right Crum absolutely would have gotten up there with him yeah um, I um
1: uh, Crumb is good. His running style. <laughs> oh, I have Crumb. So I watch it and bless his heart. Uh, <laughs> he just man, it is a lot of legs. It's a, a lot, lot of legs, legs moving. Uh, so anyway, he's he's cool though. He's a very good fantasy guy.
0: I've heard very different uh, things. Um, what what are your? I know you're also an NFL guy. So what do you think of his NFL prospects? Do you think he'll be able to make it or no?
1: Oh, and look, Calvin Austin got picked, so he didn't come back. That doesn't surprise him. me. Yeah, I know uh, for Dustin- a fact, Kevin
0: goes for Calvin Austin. Yeah, anyway,
1: Dustin Crum will be—he will be drafted, but I do not see the accuracy in his mid-range game to be a starter. So no, I don't—I don't think so.
0: Okay, well, he'll make a great backup someday, I believe. Then
1: I, I do, ah. and I mean he's a—he's a hard worker. Isaiah Spiller—that's a often selected man. Traylon Burks, yeah, the uh, receivers Detroit, are, don't Tr- seem like uh, they are going to come back. Uh, come back to us.
0: Yeah, Burks was one I was kind of eyeing up on, seeing, seeing if I could get him. Um, Jalen
1: Robinson, a lot of people aren't as high on him as I am. I was hoping to get him a little later. Man, I mean, right now, that seems a little early. Gosh, golly. I like Jalen Robinson, but doggone <laughs> God, man, that's dang early. Yeah,
0: he's usually wow. a third-round uh, third guy. Actually... value
1: right there. Bryce Young, best pick in the past few picks. Price zone, great pick.
0: I would definitely agree. Looking at it, Joan Robinson on average does go here at the end of the second second round according to my ADP sheet. Which, by the way, plug in. If y'all want access to my CFF ADP slash ECR sheet, it is only $30. But if you want a discount of 50% off, all you have to do is subscribe to our YouTube channel and leave a review on Apple Podcasts or show that you are followed on Spotify. As well as give us a shout out on Twitter and you can just DM me those or email me at CFF Jared at gmail.com. So with that quick plug-in out of the way, um, we got another wide receiver off the board. Reggie Roberson Jr. is gone. So, all right, Marvin Mims is gone. I'm going to go ahead. I think I'm going to double down a running back here. Let me take a look at who we have available here. I got 50, right. I got 50 seconds here. Um, so let's see. All right. Um, all right. I think I'm going to go with a guy who I know has a very, very, well, I have the safe floor in Brees Hall, so I'm probably going to go with a guy here who is a bit more, who has a bit more upside than I would typically go for a running back. Maybe I got to yeah. make a decision here. Actually, let me look at my quarterbacks here. Nope, I don't want any of those. Um, you know what? I'll just go with another guy who I know is going to get a ton of carries this year. His coach said so himself. I'm going to go Chris Rodriguez, running back out of Kentucky.
1: Awesome, man. I like, I like that pick. Uh, He is a better running back than he has been fantasy running back, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. Um, I like his upside. I think he's going to be an NFL player as well. Um, So I dig that selection. Uh, Honestly, this is – I I shared with you that I wanted to have a strength uh, Mm -hmm. on double picks. I feel that I'm getting great value with my first selection of Letty Brown. There you uh, go. Letty Brown gets the, the ball. He's the touchdown guy for West Virginia. Um, my buddy and I drafted him in a league uh, uh, two years ago. We got a lot out of Letty Brown, so I like him. And then a favorite of mine that I it seems like every year I have to pay just a little bit more, but I'm going to go back to the well and pick Ronnie Rivers. Uh, there you Ronnie go. Ronnie Rivers oh. uh, been very good for Fresno for me I, in the past. I like Ronnie Rivers. So I, some, I I somehow Rivers. missed
0: it. He was still available. I probably should have gone him. That's all right. That's all right. It happens. Yeah, it happens. I like, so
1: I, I like Rod- Rodriguez, but Lady Brown and Ronnie Rivers. I'm down with that. Very established guys. This is not a uh, a keeper league, so I dig it. Who you who you rolling with now, man?
0: Uh, so I'm not gonna take any more chances here. I'm gonna go wide receiver because I think that dr- that well drives up very very quickly. So I'm gonna go with a guy. I'm probably higher on than most people, but I love what I've been hearing out of camp this upcoming season. I'm gonna go Jalen Tolbert, wide receiver out of South Alabama. The connection I've been yeah. hearing between him and Jake Bentley has been phenomenal. in almost every single one of the spring games, he's had over 100 yards <laughs> and two t- two or three touchdowns. And I'm like, if I can get that every single week out of a wide receiver, and I do think that Jake Jake Bentley, which this might be crazy to say, but I do think he's the best quarterback that Jalen Tolberts had to play with at South Alabama. There's,
1: there's no question that that's the case. Um, yeah, I, I like Tolbert there. Actually, I tell you the the next pick though, that was I just don't invest this much in quarterback, but I would have taken C.J. Stroud. So I'm not surprised that he came off the board right then. That was. I was looking at, at Stroud. I would so, have... yeah, I, I like your I like your Tolbert selection. Uh I think I think Tolbert is very solid. They uh have a sissy schedule all the time. Mm-hmm. So he he gets the ball a lot. He's uh, a good a good guy with PPR as well because I think uh, there was like one game last year where he didn't have five catches or uh, so he's he's money when it comes to that. So I like that. Oh yeah. Another wide receiver though that I wanted to come back. Corey rucker i watched a lot of arkansas state i hated the lane hatcher um oh me too what, dude the, oh the my swapping God. of quarterbacks that drove me bananas so uh but i had um i had what was his name jonathan adams last year he was my guy and i rucker loved him. was I very him. good uh Adams stole or rucker stole some points from me so i like that uh, so Rucker and Stroud back-to-back, I like those. Uh, so
0: uh, I, w- I would have C.J. Stroud in my upper-tier quarterbacks if not for the fact that he has not been named the starter yet. And I do think he will be the starter at the end of the day. Yeah, However, he
1: will
0: be. I am slightly worried about Kyle McCord because I thought he had about... I I I'm not worried about Jack Miller. I think Jack Miller is a clear number three in that race regardless of what Ryan Day says. I don't think it's a three-man race. I think it's a two-man race at this point. I do think CJ Stroud will be the winner at the end of the day, but Kyle McCord is just good enough to me to have me just a little bit worried. So I'm not off CJ Stroud, but I'm, I'm he's a little bit farther back than I would normally take him. Uh, let's see who else just went off the board here. We got Brandon Armstrong, a bunch of QBs just went off. Brandon Armstrong, Sam Howell, Dylan Gabriel. Dylan Gabriel has been dropping lower and lower in drafts this season's been going on. Why do you think that is, Mitch?
1: Offensive change, uh, the change in the O, the change in the coaching staff, uh, while they would be insane to mess with that offense, it happens. And Mm -hmm. that's why, again, like the Jalen Robinson pick earlier, like I really like him, but man, that was aggressive. And this Dylan Gabriel getting him here, I do think is about right. I don't think you're getting value with that selection, but I mean, it's a good pick. Uh, mm-hmm. Jarek Broussard. I live in uh, Colorado. I live south of Denver. I was hoping to get him uh, in my uh, home league. I will certainly have Broussard. I won't. I won't let that. I will not let that happen in my home league. What do What do you think about uh, my Buffalo? What do you think about uh, Broussard?
0: I love him. Uh, he really caught my eye in the uh, beatdown that y'all took uh, to Texas in the bowl game. Unfortunately, but that was where I really kind of. Saw him for the first time, yes. and I'm like, "This kid can be explosive." And I think, and I saw it. I'm like, "He's only a sophomore this upcoming. Yeah, he's a sophomore this upcoming year, right?" Yeah. It was just, okay. So I'm like, "He's got he's got years to work with." And everything. Dang, another QB goes off the board. There goes Desmond Ritter. Um, yeah, I like I like started a lot at this
1: time. Uh, that was uh, a good pick too with uh with Ritter. I like Ritter too. Keep going. That was I'm good.
0: A- um, so I think I'm gonna actually. I'm kind of. I'm thinking about what I'm going to be doing this upcoming pick because I got uh, only got a few more picks until me. Um, let's see, Zay Flowers went off the board. That that was one I was really hoping would come back to me at wide receiver there. Yeah, um, I'll
1: pass on Zay. I watched it a lot. Uh, he's got talent. I don't. I don't think they work him into the offense well enough.
0: I'm hoping that changes his upcoming year, especially with uh, Jerkovich um, going definitely, into the second year.
1: It could be. No, I just. Um, I did not like what I saw uh, philosophically from them. So at this, oh, again, well, it's, it's, just, it's better than Odazio, I can say player. that
0: much, at least for wide receivers. No,
1: it, cer- it's, it certainly is. No, it certainly is. Uh, so, yeah, I need to freshen my wide receiver list because that's where I'm
0: I, I was going to do my queue down here. Like I have that blocked out and everything. This, this is going by too fast. I can't update it quickly yeah. enough to where I'm just, I'm just going with my rankings I have here. Alright, so Neymar yeah. is up on the board. Ah, Mechie was another one I was hoping to grab here at uh, I was hoping yeah, you followed a, me.
1: That was a good selection as well. Marquez, dad Gummit, ah, Marquez I was looking for Grayson McCall too. Dad good right, right, right. That's what I'm saying. It's very difficult to man when you're when you're this far back in these drafts, uh, all right. it's, it's a long wait.
0: It is it is a very, very long wait. So all right, let me see what we got here uh wide receivers my where my mind's immediately going and uh, all right let's see we're at we're at round four and jalen cropper's still on the board that's definitely a name i'm looking out for here let's see quarterback carson strong is a name i yeah. definitely want but i definitely want a rushing qb to probably start things off you know what he you comes know to like
1: thompson in- robinson
0: I do like Dorian Thompson Robinson, and I, he's a name I'm definitely looking at right here. Got 20 seconds left. Dadgummit. Um Running back. No, I don't need anything. All right, 15 seconds left. We're probably going to go... Yeah, we'll go Dorian Thompson Robinson.
1: All right. Yeah, DTR, get- man. D- that was a good pick with DTR. Um, on some mock drafts that I've seen, uh, I think he got a good deal there. Well, um man this one the first pick is doggone easy tell me why is romeo dub still available
0: i'll tell you exactly why romeo dubs as soon as elijah canyon came onto the scene for or not elijah canyon that's from auburn um as soon as um elijah cooks came in for one game elijah cooks yes. outproduced him and then as the year went on the, the emergence of Tori horton Really cut into Romeo Dubs' game as well as the emergence of Cole Turner. You saw in those last five games, uh, Romeo Dubs was not the same player that he was those first no last four games, first five games he was Damn. incredible. So That's I right. I have been fading Romeo Dubs a little bit. I did consider him here for a second, and I do love his quarterback definitely more than him, and he's well definitely then, somebody I'm taking a look at here. Well
1: then, let's do that. I'll go Carson <laughs> yeah, yeah. into it. <laughs>
0: You're, so, you're yeah, if you, if, you want it, the, so. If, if you want the fantasy points off of Nevada's offense, you have to go Carson Strong, in my opinion. You need, again, he has almost zero rushing upside there, but I do think Carson Strong, if you just want a safe bet on that Nevada offense, he's the guy to go with. So who are you going to go with right. here now with your second pick? Yeah, so,
1: okay, if I'm not going dubs, then the next two guys on my list are Justin Hall and Braylon Sanders. And uh, I loved what I saw out of the Ole Miss offense. Elijah Moore has left us, so I'm gonna go Braylon Sanders. What do you think of that?
0: I think that you are taking him where he should be valued. I I do not understand the people who are asking at this point, like, oh, who's gonna be the wide receiver one at Ole Miss? I've seen enough. It's going to be Braylon Sanders. I know Ja'Core Pearson's an incredibly talented athlete coming into there. I like what I saw out of him out of Western Kentucky when he actually played there. Uh, Jonathan Mingo I think is going to be a great deep threat for Ole Miss but it's going to be Braylon Sanders going to be get targeted after target after target in this offense clearly him and Matt Corral have built something and you saw it at the tail end of last year after Elijah Moore opted out of the remaining remain, remainder of the season I think that is an incredible pick for you there as your that's your second wide receiver you've grabbed
1: no that's just my first
0: that's your first yeah so I yes. think he'll I think he'll be a great high so floor Braylon wide receiver Sanders Oh, shoot, it's my pick. I just realized. All right. All right. All right. Oh, no. Uh, you need we're to going and
1: you need to select
0: uh, we're oh, gonna gonna go Preston Hutchinson. We're gonna, I'm going to double down on QB here. I'm okay. going to grab Preston Hutchinson, rushing QB out of Eastern Michigan. I completely forgot that I was back up there. I, I forgot. I'm not yep, used we, to this being. To,
1: yes, we need to pay more attention to the draft. Yeah, uh, no joke. No joke. And then Jerry and Ely, I think this is, uh, in my opinion, a little too early for that selection. Yeah, um, I'm a little
0: lower on Jaron Ely than other people, mostly, mostly due to the fact that I think this is going to be a very pass-heavy offense. And while Jaron Ealy is going to get a lot of passing uh, passing targets, I believe, I don't know, I just don't think that he'll be that main guy to own on this Mississippi State offense.
1: So the last three games for Braylon Sanders uh, in our scoring format, 16.1, 15.7, and 21 points. Yeah, I think I, I think I did really well there. Uh I think that was a, a good time to uh listen to an expert and not pick <laughs> Romeo dubs. So yeah. I I think you were right, man. I think I got a better guy. And don't uh, get me wrong, so I, like, I like
0: I like dubs. And uh uh, Jalen Cropper was another one, a guy that I was no, also that was kind of thinking win. about.
1: I, I could have I easily have just taken him and been, and been totally happy. And I, I, Cropper- I'll be honest,
0: I panicked a little bit. If I had thought about it for about five seconds more, I probably would have taken Cropper over Hutchinson there. Hutchinson, not that he would have made it back to me, but he had a better chance of making it back to me than Jalen Cropper did.
1: Cropper, uh, last three games of the season, had 450 yards and four touchdowns. So, yeah, I mean, ain't nothing wrong with Cropper. Uh, That was a good pick. Validay, I like Validay a lot. Um, I just – what I already had running back, so that was a good – how about Slovis? You know, USC is not what it used to be. They're still pretty good um, offense. I kind of think this is a little too early for Slovis. What do you think?
0: I am not as high on USC's offense for this upcoming year as a lot of people are. I am just not a big believer in Slovis. Like a lot of people talking about, like how he beat out JT Daniels. No, he didn't beat out JT Daniels. JT Daniels got injured. He got injured yeah. for the rest of the year. Keaton Slovis came in, played well enough for them to say, "All right, we don't want to rock the boat. We're going to keep him here." And JT, you're probably going to have to find another option somewhere. But when yes. you go back and when you go back and look at like where he's passing a large and i mean large amount of where he's passing comes less than 10 yards down the field lots of short passes like he is not this he's not this kind of gunslinger that i think a lot of people would kind of expect him to be in this what quote unquote air raid offense that USC's got going on And so uh, now a lot of people will then point to the amount of weapons that he has. And I do agree. Drake London is going to be phenomenal this upcoming year. I do think that
1: guy's had plenty of talent around him. Slovis, I mean, I'm on St. Brown and Vaughn. You're right. You're right. Those guys are good. So no, I, I am definitely not going to give him some kind of mulligan on talent. They have talent and he's just not that good. You know, Jalen Berger just was selected a couple of picks ago. And I had him marked as a guy where if he came back, I was gonna I was gonna select him. I think at this point of the draft, that was a good selection.
0: I think that was a great selection. Um I do I am kind of curious as to how Ches Malusi might affect that backfield because again, we saw last year what happens when Wisconsin kind of breaks up their running back room more than what they're expecting now granted Berger's coming back with experience so I think he will get that starting role out of this bunch Cole Turner was just taken in the 6th round wow that, wow uh, Wow!
1: that had man doesn't that that's too early <laughs> I I'm just going to say Cole I know we have a tight end league but di- gosh golly dude no, too, too rich for my blood is it tight end premium did I miss that well we're, we're playing with the tight end so yeah I guess I mean Fair I just enough. But, that's a little too early uh for me. There's yeah, would, a solid group of tight ends that all average around 12 points a game. Uh, mm-hmm. I just I don't think it's worth Yeah, he he averaged 16, so four more points on a position, I guess. I mean, it's not a terrible would, selection, but that's I, would, way I would much rather going to do it.
0: Spent I would much rather grab a tight end out of that group of tight ends you're talking about Six rounds from now, I much yes. rather grab one there than draft him as high as the sixth round here. Yeah. All right. Let me let me think about who I'm possibly gonna pick up here, so I don't panic like I did last time. Yeah. Yep.
1: All right. So who? Are you, what? What position you're looking at?
0: So I probably should go wide receiver because that's the only position group I haven't really filled out here. So let me take a look at who I have coming up here. Uh, Justin Hall, you mentioned there. I think honestly, if he makes it back to me here, I'm gonna like that's an easy choice for me. But Terrell Harris is another great one here out of Washington State that I think is going to be phenomenal this upcoming year, especially now that Jaden DeLora is now back on that roster and we don't have to worry about Garantano starting over there. I do believe Travell Harris will be a great fantasy asset to own this upcoming year. He averaged 19.4 points last year. Justin Hall also averaged over over 20 points this last year. So I think if either one of those two guys make it back to be here, unless they're both taken right here, I think they'll be an easy choice for me.
1: I like, I like both those picks here. I think uh, I think both of those guys are guys to get right now. I'm looking at probably a wide receiver and running back combo. All right. That's what I'm looking at. So I like Harris. I like uh, Jaden Wally. Of, um, All right, so I'm 16. definitely getting one of my two guys. Yeah. So I think Deuce Vaughn. Huh? I'm not a big Deuce Vaughn guy.
0: All right, so I'm gonna go ahead and grab Justin Hall here. So now we're on to you.
1: Awesome. So Justin Hall, let me mark him off. That was a good selection. Um, let me go to wide receiver. I'll pick the other guy with Harris. And I do no. like the quarterback situation there. So mm-hmm. I'm fine with that. And Harris, I feel I get just a little bit of value. I I had him tagged as a, a fifth round guy and I got him at the last pick of the sixth. So I'm good with that. Sounds then, good. Sounds good. Let's see if there's any good value at running back. So I, I, have, I, I
0: see a couple of guys who I think are great values yeah, here. See if you grab any of these I, guys.
1: I have two guys in mind. and Let me check out Tuggle. I like old Tuggle. I had him a couple of times. And let me just make sure. I'm going to go back to the well one more time on a guy. And I'm going to go Bryant Kobach of Toledo.
0: Bryant Kobach, I think, is a great one. I mean, just if, if there's one thing people need to learn, invest in the Mac. Just invest in the Mac like yes they are defensively it challenged it, it pays off massively so let me go look at the, my wide receivers here real quick just to make sure there's nobody here that i'm so I'm trying to think i'm trying to decide between these two i'm trying to decide which I'm, I'm gonna go running back or wide receiver here i'm okay. trying to decide which group of receipt which group am i more happy with who would possibly fall back to me and i'm going to say that i'm going to go just go ahead and grab another wide receiver here um yeah. and i think i'm probably just going to go ahead and grab all right so real quick jordan addison or chris allen bell who do i go with uh all right perfect oops yeah. put him in my queue all right when jordan addison there i actually really am liking this um pittsburgh offense a little bit more and more each time i kind of go back to look at it i think with a senior quarterback coming back with kenny pickett we kind of know what we got in him but he has some weapons to work with with jordan addison and um we got taste Mack there as well and i think those are two good options for him and on top of that you don't really have like a running back that's really kind of separated itself from the pack so i do think that pittsburgh will be one of those teams that will probably fall behind earlier in games than you're kind of expecting, and thus you're going to see a lot more passing attack. And Jordan Addison is a ball hog. Uh He's uh, only a two, sophomore.
1: Two-thirds of his games, uh, he had seven or more catches. Perfection. I mean, exactly. what, what do you want? I mean, that's uh, we're, we're talking we're in the seventh round of a draft, and you get a guy who routinely catches seven passes in a game. Look, uh, the offense doesn't have to be very good uh that is a guy that it revolves around so I dig that that was a good selection
0: I appreciate you kind of uh, knowing that down for me uh, if you don't mind we can talk about the other guy I was thinking about there Chris Bell. he is going too late yeah. in my opinions in a lot of in a lot of drafts because if and again Nate Marquez he said this on the uh, campus can Camp podcast a couple months ago where he said like you want to have the number one wide receiver in the pj fleck offense And I do believe Chris Almond-Bell will be the number one wide receiver. Again, um, a lot of people are kind of like hoping another one of these kind of younger guys kind of step up, but I don't know. Chris Almond-Bell strikes me as kind of the senior leadership in that wide receiver room. And he will be that guy to step up for this next year. What do you kind of think there?
1: Well, and again with him, uh, it's a guy who's already had production. So the offense is good and he has had his moments in it being a auxiliary piece. So, The downside. If you haven't been able to break into the lineup, is there anyone with any talent behind him? That might scare me. The thing is, those guys that have been in front of him are nails. Like Mm -hmm. Rashad Bateman is spectacular. So, you know, when I look at that, I look at the folks that people have backed up. And it's okay to be a backup for a minute if you're backing up. First round NFL talent, and he has been. So yeah. I like it. That's definitely a guy that uh, will be on our short list here in a minute to select.
0: I would have again. Um, I usually don't go Ania wide receiver Smith at a flex. A
1: and M, Smith for A and M has wide receiver and running back eligibility. I was hoping not he true. Was come not back true on
0: Fantrax. He is only listed as a running back for this upcoming year.
1: That's terrible because that is he terrible. is going to be wide receiver.
0: Yeah, he is. I mean, he is the like, number one wide they, receiver on A
1: yeah, that is terrible. I didn't uh, trust know that. Me, well, that we, really kills uh, his value.
0: Yeah, we we found that out uh, a couple of drafts ago and everything. And everybody, Chris once they saw...
1: Smith! I know! I, know! I wanted Chris Smith! Dude, Chris Dang Smith... It!
0: No, 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 no. You wouldn't have gotten him. Chris Smith probably would have been on my roster. Uh, on this next turn I Man. love Chris Smith. You are talking about a guy who is more explosive than Elijah Mitchell or Trey Regus last year and is probably going to inherit at least 70% of their carries. This is he is a potential we we league winner there. And Eric Froton, congratulations to you sir. That was a hell of a pick right there.
1: Man, I wanted him and I just have been looking at lists thinking, yeah, he'll be around. I'll just I'll take him and get some value later. Man, so uh, just a lesson, okay, that I share with people too. You know, so many of us uh, draft from lists. You get to see what other people do and you say, hey, this is, you know, this guy's more of a seventh rounder. I don't need to take him until, you know, the seventh Mm -hmm. or eighth. But if you want a guy, pick him. And we shouldn't have left that guy there. That was a very good selection.
0: The, the, a there, a there's a there's another running back coming back hopefully coming back to me here that i am really hoping i can get some value on here you actually mentioned him in your last bit and i, I was i was real hesitant i'm like he you might value him highly i definitely value him highly if you ever listen to my show i yeah. love Demontre tuggle oh, and Tuggle's to me problem, he, he is a he is a top 12 running back in my opinion and to see him go so late in these drafts i'm like He's insane value to me. Like, we're in the eighth round. We're getting into the eighth round here. If he makes it back to me here in the eighth round, I have to take him. Like, I, I, try, not, I, I try not to take the same guys over and over again in each draft, but I have to grab Tuggle. All aboard Tugboat, baby.
1: All that. T- Tuggle is fun. Uh, I, I had him in his, his – oh, there was your Ottman Bell. There you yep, go. There was
0: Ottman Bell. So, uh, maybe it was a good decision yeah, I mean, to consider him.
1: You, you, you could – oh, certainly. No, this is the – time. that's a good value. I mean – that it's good offense good value and that's a good pick there have been some so middle of the draft um there's so much hay to be made in the middle of the draft and a lot of people wander during the middle of the draft it's like they get tired uh there's Mm -hmm. been some really good picks and with this crowd this is what you would expect uh these guys know what they're doing i mean most of you folks are in the media. Uh, I am no longer a media guy, but, yeah, this is a good draft. It's It's been an honest draft. So you can't expect, again, especially in the positions that we're drafting, that people are going to come back. But, God dang it, that Chris Smith one.
0: Yeah. That, that... I,
1: I kind of had him in my back pocket as my uh, first guy off the bench, and I was going to brag about it. You know, he was a answer to one of the questions uh, that we were posed. He was my super sleeper, was Chris. All right. So, yeah, I, um, I let him go too long. That was, uh, that was an error in judgment. I mean, looking back, uh, I guess I should have picked him instead of Kobach. Uh, I like Toledo's offense. They run the ball well. He's not mm-hmm. going to have to share as much time, and I, I don't feel. Uh, Brennan Presley was my breakout wide receiver. He has been selected as well. CJ Stroud, my breakout quarterback. That's kind of cheating. He's uh, been I, selected, I, and then my Heisman guy's been selected, obviously with Bryce Young. So, oh, you um, you
0: you put Bryce Young as your Heisman? I'll mention who I who, I, who <laughs> I put down for my guys, but I'm actually up to pick it.
1: Dad, come in, <laughs> Dad, come in. just went York. off the board right no! before me. No! Ah. Man, uh, that's terribly disappointing, dude. That
0: is extremely disappointing.
1: Christ! Dang. Wow, that hurts. Uh, we were we've been talking about that dude for ten minutes.
0: Alrighty, so oh. all right, I gotta go running back here though, because so I'm, I'm gonna take a guy here who I normally wouldn't take in a draft because he's been going too high, but it's eighth round, and I'm gonna get the guy who's pos- who's li- the most likely to be the number one running back for Ohio State this upcoming year, and that's Master T. I understand. You took he,
1: Master I, Teague. Don't I, do it. The freshman is going to take too much time. I He's understand, going to I but understand. Is, I, hey, it's, I, it's eighth round. It's, it's eighth, eighth round. round. It's eighth it's round. It's not that bad. It's not that, that, was that eight.
0: bad. Now, he was getting taken way too early, early on this year. All right, I'll let you make your picks real quick. We'll discuss Master Teague yeah. more because clearly we got some emotional reactions there.
1: Yes, uh, that was... Yeah, that was something else there. Uh, I was, I'm a little surprised by that. Okay, so I could fill out my starters at wide receiver, but honestly, I don't like any of those guys. Um, so I think, yeah, I'm going to just go with a favorite pick of mine. And I'm going to take a tight end and go Sean Dykes. Uh, I've watched Memphis for a long time. I like Dykes. He's not really a tight end, so it's kind of a cheater pick. Uh, Mm -hmm. I I may have been right about him uh, as one of these selections. I like those guys who play a position that don't really play a position. So I'm going to go Dykes there. I'm going to leave my wide receiver hole on purpose, again, because I don't think the value is there necessarily. And I'm going to go – quarterback and i'm gonna take emory jones of Florida. you're an sec guy what do you think about emory jones man
0: uh first let me take my backup first backup quarterback here i'm gonna take a guy who i think has been falling too far and that's uh jake Hayner out of fresno state yeah,
1: that was that that was who i was going with that was my flip so tell me why is emory jones not a good selection
0: so i just haven't seen him with his passing ability yet Um, I know that a lot of people are excited about another Russian QB under Dan Mullen. And like, I guess, again, people are having Dak Prescott flashbacks and they're like, okay, I understand. But I just haven't seen the passing ability yet. His performance in the Cotton Bowl against Oklahoma, which Oklahoma has a better defense now. I'll give him that. But it's still not the greatest defense in the world for you to. It's not Oklahoma's defense is not an excuse to me to have a bad performance as much as emory jones did in that game you now granted kyle trask also had a poor performance in that game everything was off kind of there i just don't see emory jones being worth the value that people are placing on him for this upcoming year uh, a lot of a lot of their best wide receivers just went off to the draft now they have some good options behind him i'm a big jacob so, copeland guy i do yes. um a lot of people hyping up xavier henderson uh, justin shorter i think that they can reload but i'm not sure that they will that's my hesitancy on it
1: cool okay um, the way I look at it if you get a running quarterback um, in a decent offense in as your backup that you're doing a pretty good job when I would looking, I would not disagree yeah when looking at those quarterbacks um, Malik Cunningham, and Max Dugan were also selections. But I honestly think that uh, Emory Jones can outrun both of those guys. So I kind of went with those three of I wanted a running quarterback as my third quarterback. already have Willis and Strong. Uh, both of those guys are good. So obviously in this uh, format, I wouldn't start Emory Jones very often. But I thought, uh, yeah, let's give it a roll. Running quarterback, good offense. Uh, they did lose a lot of talent. And that's why, and Emory Jones ain't that good. That's why I got him where I got him. Because if Emory Jones was good, he would have went in the third round. He's just not.
0: I've, He's I've, average. I would, I would definitely not disagree. Uh, so let's talk about uh, Master Teague here. So I, again, <laughs> like you, you, you were telling me, no, don't do it. And also uh, Nicholas Allen here also like gave me a big yikes for the fact that I had to take Teague there uh, because he took Tuggle and. I did want to talk very badly. But when it comes to Teague, I am very well aware of Travion Henderson. The dude is a monster. I am not saying that he is not going to be in the rotation for Ohio State this upcoming year. But I would still say that the best chance, the person who has the best chance of being that number one is still Master Teague for now. Because Master Teague to me still does have the talent behind him. He is going, like, yes, he's been injured to hell and back. And I do yeah. think that it's probably taking him it is probably going to knock him in his value, which is why I was okay taking him here in the eighth round. Again, a lot of this has to do with the fact that he was here in the eighth round. Earlier this summer, you were seeing him go off in like the second and third round. I would never have taken them there whatsoever. But to me, he still has the best chance to be number one running back in Ohio State's offense. And if he is, if he is, it's going to be more than worth an eighth round pick for him. And so that's kind of where I'm going with that there. Uh, He was the highest-rated running running back I had left on my board, so I just went ahead and took him. So now you tell tell me, why do you you hate Master Teague?
1: Okay, I hate Master Teague uh, because he just isn't as talented as the Ohio State running backs in front of him. So I already discount him. Uh, Two, the guy behind him seems to be like he is be that guy. So Mm -hmm. when I look at all these great Ohio State running backs who have been fantasy stars for years – he doesn't look like it, the youngster does. That's one. Two, um, I'm i I'm not a big believer in perseverance when it comes to fantasy football. Okay. And Master Teague has had to overcome a lot. And for a young man, Lou Nichols, dang good pick right there. Um, for a young man to uh, have to overcome adversity, it really weighs on them mentally. And I just wonder if maybe it's gotten to him and maybe the young kid's gonna take his job. You picked him one slot earlier than I would have. And what I mean is, like, having Master Teague as your first guy off the pine, I think is a good pick. Mm-hmm. Having him at your flex, I think is overpaying.
0: You know, I, I do think that's very fair for you to kind of argue there. Um, yeah, I, I yeah, I, w- I would probably agree with you there that if I had picked, oh, good Lord, I'm up in a couple of picks here. So <laughs> I've been well, well, worried I about I like wide Earth receiver better. and running oh, back.
1: Porter. Porter, another really good pick. Go
0: ahead. That is a good pick. Um, while I've been worried about wide receiver and running back, I have completely almost neglected the fact that wider re- or tight ends are going much earlier in this draft than they typically have been. So I'm probably need to go I ahead scared and grab
1: everybody d- with Dykes. I did. I, 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 I think you, I think
0: you did. I think you did. Dykes going second off the board there. Um, so I'm probably going to have to grab a tight end here on this turn. Oh,
1: baby Gronk was just picked. I love baby Gronk. Baby Gronk is pretty a fantasy great. a Player as a real player, but that was a good. I, I like Baby Gronk.
0: All righty. So looking at my running back Ruben, and everything. Again, I said it before earlier. I'm going to say it again here. Invest in the Mac, and that's why I'm just going to go ahead and grab Ladarius Jefferson here at as my first running back on my bench. Um, I just think he'll be he's good value here in the ninth. No, not ninth round. Tenth round we're at at this point. So I'll go ahead yep. and let you make your two picks.
1: Cool. All right, so man some good selections here at quarterback there are a lot of quarterbacks right now that i have ranked that i don't feel are worthy of selecting them and i'll probably be complaining about this in a minute um i'm gonna go with a guy that i'm hoping gets to the nfl to play with his dad and that's frank <laughs> jr there you uh, go yeah, Frank. Frank gets the rock. I have. I have no problem uh, putting him in as uh, one of my one of my guys. He had uh, two out of the last four games last uh, last season. He had a um, hundred yards rushing. So um, I like to build my uh, bench rather evenly. And again, I am not going to take a wide receiver. There are guys in a minute that I'm going to take. So I'm going to look at these beautiful quarterbacks that are available at this juncture. And I'm going to go with a fan favorite of mine. Uh, this guy's tough as nails. Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy's always there. And as a backup uh, quarterback, he's my second quarterback off the bench. What I look for in these guys is either a home run guy or a guy I know is going to be there every week. So I'm going to go Brock Purdy. Who are you taking?
0: So I went tight end. Because, uh, again, I wanted to make sure I grab at least one of the top 12 tight ends, in my opinion. And I went Isaac Rex here. Now, yeah. I, Isaac Rex, by far, is not my preferred tight end one. Um, he That offense has lost too much from this past year. It, they lost Zach Wilson. They lost um, uh, Dax Milne. They've lost uh, uh, Latola. Was that the name of the other running back behind uh, Algier?
1: Yes. Yep.
0: Uh, so they lost him. They lost their offensive coordinator. So there's a lot rebuilding here on this offense. And you got poor little Isaac Rex, the freshman tight end from last year, who took over after Matt Bushman left, pretty much all on his own, uh, left there with Tyler Algier. However, I do think that he will be a value for this upcoming season because everybody's kind of down on him because of how much that team has lost. Yep. However, and I
1: have him as my t- uh, tight end eight. I, so I don't t- think he did that bad. I,
0: I have him as my I have him as my tight end nine, and so. Yep. Again, I think I did. I think I did pretty well for, especially since again, tight ends are going off early here. And on top of this, tight ends are a young QB's best friend. They're great checkdown yep. options, and I, I think whether it's Bailey, Rom, Baylor Romney or Jaron Hall, one of those two will be the starting QB for for BYU this upcoming year. I do think Isaac Rex is going to be a great safety blanket for them this upcoming year. And again, in PPR format, safety blankets are what you're going to want out of a um, tight end. You want somebody who they're going to target multiple, multiple times. So yep, that's that's my piece on Isaac Rex being taken there.
1: It's interesting that Brian Robinson Jr. um, is off the board, finally, I will say, and Alabama running back is picked. Do you expect a true committee for the first time? And I would have to look. It's been about nine years, eight years, since there was a true committee at Alabama. Do you expect one this year? Read my lips. Hell
0: no. Hell so no. who's going
1: to run it? Who's so going to run the ball every time? Because if do... Brian Robinson, we're all idiots. Because if the Alabama running back is going to run the ball, he needs to be a third round pick or a second round pick, not a tenth round pick. So what are we all missing?
0: The problem is, is that Brian Robinson is kind of a boomer bust prospect for this upcoming year. That's why people are taking him here in the eleventh round rather than in the third round. Because you don't, you, I do think that there is going to be a singular running back for Alabama this upcoming year. The problem is, we don't know who that is. It, the two most obvious candidates are going to be uh, Brian Robinson Jr., the sen- the guy who's I believe he's going to be a senior this year. Yeah, he's he senior is, this upcoming year. Or you got some of the younger younger options like you got uh, Jace McClellan, you got Roy Dell Williams, you got. Um,
1: and that, I think Carl is the most talented back. So why I would not, agree. With, why not I, take him?
0: I would agree with you. However, I do think that Brian Robinson has done more than more than enough for him to kind of take his lumps and become that running back one for at least the first half of this upcoming year. I think he's a great value for this upcoming year. And then as Chase McClellan kind of develops as the year goes on, I could totally see Brian Robinson fading, McClellan f- coming up, and then him becoming that number one back. I don't think that you'll see a committee approach at Alabama. I just don't think that's how Nick Saban runs. He, he always kind of finds that one hand that he's really comfortable with, and he'll run down the throat every single time.
1: Yeah, I don't, I don't see it with Robinson, in my opinion. Um, but, you know, it's real early in our drafts. Do you you know how many 20-yard runs he's had in his career?
0: I'm going to imagine that number is around zero.
1: Two. Two. In three years, the dude's busted a a run against the Scrubs twice, and that's going to be the Alabama running back? (laughs) Ain't no way that dude's being a running back. Ain't no way. In a minute, I'm going to take McClellan and just write about how smart I am. So, no way, some buster who's broke two runs against the Scrubs is going to leave Bama. Ain't going to happen. Oh, right. Joseph Nagata. I was on him last year. He totally burned me. He totally burned me. Oh, no. I, looks, I was on looks the same like boat as you Tarzan last year. Tarzan plays like Jane. I don't know, man. I mean, I guess when you're smarter, when you're better, I guess we'll see. <laughs> I got burned by that dude. Somebody else can pick him. I say looks like Tarzan plays like Jane. <laughs> oh Jaden Daniels much better quarterback than fantasy quarterback but again much like my Brock Purdy Jaden Daniels is going to be there every week for you man he's going to be I, there I mean
0: day. I agree with you 100% and I actually put I you you put um who'd you put his super sleeper again I forget off the top of my head
1: uh let me look well, my super we were... sleeper was Chris Smith
0: see I put oh, Jaden Daniels
1: Yeah,
0: I put Jayden Daniels as my super sleeper. He was technically right outside, like, again, I believe the qualifications were he had to go outside the 12th round. I believe he goes right at the top of the round 13 usually in the drafts he's just taken in actually this round 12 here. Um, I think again, you said much better QB than he is a fantasy QB. I think this is the year he breaks out as a fantasy option. He's got great rushing upside and especially when you have a running back duo like Rashad White and Trip Trajana defense's eyes are going to be on those two and Jaden daniels is gonna have are. lots of rains lanes opened up for him this, for this upcoming year now the real question is can they improve that passing game and i do think they can they got a couple of good wide receivers i believe they're developing over there and Elvy bunkley shelton and elijah badger i think he's gonna have great options to throw to this upcoming year on top of the fact that both trey Unum and white are both receiving backs and i think he's going to have the breakout year that uh, we've been kind of waiting on him to have
1: Cool. Now, it, it definitely could happen. And he does have talent. You always want your fantasy guys to have talent. Um, I it's Certainly at this point of the draft, very good. And could I see all of that that you said uh, you're predicting happen, happen? Yeah, I definitely could. Jane Daniels at this point of the draft, very good selection. Who are you about to roll with, man? What position are you going to go with?
0: Uh, so the running backs i'm looking at here i could probably wait i can definitely feel like i could wait on a round or two so i think i'm probably looking at quarterback or wide receiver here cool. or i could go defense Hold on, let me let me let me look at uh what defenses are still available here i'm gonna go defense i got a couple of good defenses still available here some people well there goes one of them uh, yes, i'm gonna gra- there go- oh.
1: i was gonna say i think i know who you're gonna pick but uh, kidding, you're not gonna pick them so okay
0: uh, there there they go so I'm going to go ahead and grab the next defense that I have available to me and that's going to be Notre Dame's defense they have a little bit harder really? schedule this upcoming year but that's how Brian Kelly builds his teams is almost defense first you're almost always going to see that defense is going to be better than the offense and I believe that if I'm able to find a good streaming option on the weeks that Notre Dame's playing a harder team like Wisconsin or I, um, I believe they, they play Cincinnati this year don't they? I think so so like maybe on maybe on those weeks I'm willing to take out uh, Notre Dame replaces somebody else but even so those aren't really like high scoring teams so like I think Notre Dames could be a great option for anybody who takes them here so we'll go ahead and cool. move on to your picks
1: yeah again uh there's just there's so much value in these uh, part of the draft I can't believe some of these guys are still available uh I'm gonna go back to my small school quarterback and go western Michigan. Uh, dude scores a bunch of points. Uh, again, I'm always afraid he's a wee little dude, uh, if I remember correctly. So I'm always a little nervous that those little guys get hurt. Uh, but yeah, uh, that guy at this point of the drive, that's just silly, man. Um, and oh, I still don't think I should take wide receiver. But none of the all of the guys on my I have about 15 guys that I'm stunned are still here in the draft. And because I want to write about some of these guys, uh, this is the third running back on my list of guys that are available, but I'm going to take him right now because I want to write about him. And that's Marcus Williams Jr. of LaTeX. Dude, LaTeX has been a running back uh, factory. And Williams was awesome at App State in a committee. He got banged up, lost his job, came back, did well when he was playing. He's gonna go to La Tech and blow it up. And you're Jermaine Burton, so you had to get you a dog, dog. I, I, it. I, I had to get me somebody. I had to get me a dog. To somebody. I had
0: to get a dog. And Jermaine Burton's going too late here. Um, I know a lot of people are never sold, never sold, and rightfully so historically on the Georgia offense. However, when you look at last year when Jaden, when, when J T Daniels took over that offense everybody look to george like you look to george pickens george pickens averaged almost 16 points a game as a wide receiver which was good enough in that stretch to be the wide receiver 22 overall in the, in the league if you're telling me that the number one op, the number one receiving option on george's offense which JT daniel's at the qb position is going to be a is going to be a guy that is going to be the 22nd overall wide receiver in terms of fantasy points per game and i'm getting him here in the 13th round Hell yeah, I'm going to go for that. That's a hell of an upside pick right there. And I do believe Jermaine Burton will be the number one wide receiver on Georgia's team this upcoming year.
1: What do you think of them at running back? I'm not a Zemir White guy. I traded him last year, and I was happy to do so. Uh, I think, honestly, I believe every running back that they had last year, uh, I'm not looking at their list, but Milton and McIntosh, aren't they? Yeah, both of those men are better football players or – Uh, than zamir white i think either one of those guys could do just as well or better than him why do they love zamir white so much tell me what what am i missing i I don't see it i didn't see experience i I think look at running backs i do well looking at those i don't see them white tell me what i'm missing
0: so i don't think you're missing anything i think it's actually very prevalent among the georgia fan base that zamir white is a very talented running back, but clearly not our most talented running back. I do believe that most people are, at this point, more in love with Kendall Milton, I believe, out of our running back room than anybody else. He's the guy that everybody's kind of looking at and says, that's the next Nick Chubb, that's the next Sonny Michaud, yeah. that's the next Andre Swift. Not play style-wise or anything like that, but they, like he's in that next line of great Georgia running backs.
1: And Ooh, uh, Zachary Franklin, that was my... Uh, coin flip, so that was he didn't a that, come back to me. Yeah, that I is like that, that selection.
0: I like Zakari Franklin there as well. A very high floor guy. Um, anyway, continuing on with the Georgia running back room. Again, I love Zamir. He's been through hell and back. He's had two torn ACLs, and I think that's the reason why he's just not the same player as he was in the past. And but I do think he is still good enough to be a part of the Georgia uh, rotation. But unfortunately, that's the thing when it comes to fantasy is that, that Georgia running back room is going to be a huge rotation this next year. I do believe Zabir will be the number one guy, but when you look at the amount of carries he's gonna get compared to the amount of carries that you'll see in other running back rooms, he is going to be the guy, or he's going to be a guy that you're gonna more often not just avoid for the most part in these drafts. Now, I do think after a certain after a certain point, you can get him for a good value.
1: But All right, in terms of one of my pet wide receivers that I've been saying I could just pick whenever I feel like it because I'm so arrogant, uh Jashawn Polk. Uh, I call him the hokey pokey. Uh, I dig him. He was real fun to watch when I had McCoy and crumb and it always made me, when I was looking at the TV, I've, I always said, who is that? And I'd be like, "Damn, that's poke again. I like poke. Uh, again, I will not make this mistake in my other drafts. Poke will be on my team. He is a forgotten about wide receiver. That dude's good. So
0: I like him. Uh, um, I'll, I'll ask your opinion. What are your, what are your opinions on a, uh... Nakeem Johnson transferring in from Syracuse. What do, you, what do you think about that there?
1: Oh, dude, that could totally work. That could totally work. I like big uh, big school guys who go small time. Um, they hit about 35 40% of the time. Uh, so, you know, uh, he could easily be good, very good in that system. They're going to move the ball. So that's a, a yeah, a nice cannon there for Auburn. He was the highest ranked guy on my list. I don't really like him as much as the rankings do, so I let him I'm sit. I'm with you. But at this, at this stage, it's cool. And I'm going to have to take one of my pet wide receivers or they're all going to be gone. So I'm looking forward to my next selection. This is going to be fun.
0: I think I'm going to I'm, – I'm looking at who I could take here. I'm, again, I'm probably going to go wide receiver running back here. Again, I might. Looking at quarterback –
1: uh-oh. Yeah, I'm definitely, Bring I'm back. probably gonna
0: definitely go running back wide receiver here, and I think what I will be doing is dipping back into that Macwell um, yeah. well of uh, points here. I'm gonna take a guy who broke out his freshman year on a very very bad Bowling Green State team, who, or, and I believe that, and again, he is a game script wise, you would expect. A bad team, you're not going to find a ton of value on their running back because they're going to move away from that and go, therefore go to the passing game. But I'm going to take Terry and Stewart, running back out of Fresno or running back out of Bowling Green State here, mainly because right. again, when when they were behind, they still went to him as a freshman. Like they clearly have a ton of faith in this guy, and he averaged almost 18 or 18 points a game last year. Again, I dig it on a on That's a bad, bad team and on on yeah. round 14. I think he's perfect value. All right, who are you picking Okay. Here?
1: This one, man. I watched Memphis. I had just about every Memphis player on a selection of teams. One of them left and went to USC. And again, every time I watched the TV, this guy jumped off the screen. And that's Taj Washington. I love Dude Taj Washington. is a baller. And I know the Brew McCoy pick here would be a little more, you know, uh, yeah, how people play. I don't uh, like Brew McCoy. Taj Washington walks Brew McCoy's dog, dog. He is way better than Brew McCoy. So I'm going to take my first pet wide receiver. I'll leave uh, another one to sit. Let me go to quarterback. Let's see. I have three bench quarterbacks, and I'll need... Yeah, there, man, there are so many good quarterbacks. I guess we'll just let you select some of those. I'll go to running back. I guess I need a bench one better. And... I'm gonna go with Mr. Reliable, Charles Williams out of UNLV. Dude, very, very uh, good. If you need 15 points, he's He'll your guy. It. If you need 20 points, he just ain't your guy. Uh, Charles Washington or uh, Charles Williams does not ever get me 20, but he seems to always get me 15 when I need it. He's a 90 yards and a touchdown kind of guy on a bad team. Um, you know, what's interesting about him is, again, I wish they used him more in the passing game, and they should. I I mean, I, he, he has hands when he plays. Who are you rolling with here? So I was
0: down between two guys, and I went with a guy who I imagined was not going to fall back to me on this next round because we're in that area of the draft where you are having guys – like, people are kind of starting to pick my guys. You were talking about your pet wide receiver and everything. Yeah. So – it's more likely that if you're looking at a guy, he's going to fall back to you here. So I went with the guy who I thought was going to be less likely to fall back to me. And that was Jordan Whittington wide receiver out of Texas. And from all yeah, available, re- all available reports is that Sarkeesian loves Whittington. Him and his staff love Whittington. And I believe that they're going to try to get him the ball as much as they can out of that Texas wide receiver room. I was a big Joshua Moore fan last year. Um, very inconsistent for me last year. He's on my team. Um, and he was going to be the Texas wide receiver is going to hype up this upcoming year. But when you're in this business, you have to go with the information that you're being given. And for me, that is Whittington is going to be that number one guy for this upcoming year, based on all available reports from Sarkeesian and the Texas staff that he is kind of broken out this spring and will likely be a huge contributor for them this upcoming year. And again, number one wide receiver for Texas in the 15th round. Hell yeah. I'll take that upside.
1: Yeah, not, uh, just great selections. Two more that I'll comment about, and then I'll go back to Whittington, um, Jane Delora, and Clayton Toon, Again, this late in drafts, those are steals. They just quarterback is deep just, this year. Yeah, it shows you that what you shouldn't do is load up on quarterbacks. Uh, get your wide receivers, get your running backs. Wait on QB. It is a deep league. People are going to get,
0: I I feel like when this was, when this is published, people are going to give me crap for taking Jake Heiner when I did in the ninth round and understandably so. However, again, to me, that was just too valuable of a pick. Jake Heiner in the ninth round, I think ADP wise, he goes, Oh, he goes at the beginning of the ninth round, but even still I got him at the end of the ninth round. So I thought that was good value for me there as my backup QB. Uh, anyway, you have thoughts on uh, Whittington?
1: Yeah. So Uh, Winnington is talented. Uh, I feel he's not a hard worker. Uh, That's some of the stuff that I I went to UT. That was one of the colleges that I went to. I have a lot of friends in Austin. Um, If he gets his head right, and it could all be a coaching change, Mm -hmm. uh, dude's going to be a stud. At this juncture, all you really want are to put people on your team who could be awesome, like Trey Henderson of Ohio State, he could be awesome. He could just be Master Teague's uh, bag boy. So you you want to try to hit a home run on some of these selections. I've gone a little steady Eddie with Brock Purdy and Charles Williams. Again, it's just you you can go with you know what's comfortable to you or go with uh, the home run strategy. It just seemed like a lot of value. But Whittington this late, oh man, what? It, Again, what do you what do you want this late in a draft? Uh, exactly. You high just... tip, a high-powered offense that's turning over with a high-powered offensive coach. Put a little money into it and see what happens. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I, I really really like it. Very good.
0: Yeah, coming back to be here, I'm going to take my my pet wide receiver. I'll just go ahead and tell you if he's still available to me, if, or you know, Nick could take him from me again. Um, But I'm going to go with the guy who I think, again, you're talking about high powered offenses. And I do believe that Miami will have a huge high or massively high powered offense for this upcoming year. I'm going to go with the guy who all available reports out of spring games and everything has told me that this guy will be a very solid contributor for Miami this upcoming year. And I believe he is talented enough up there goes Bruce McCoy, as you were just saying. Um, I believe that I believe that Charleston Rambo is going to be the number one wide receiver for Miami this upcoming year. And again, for me to get that here in the 16th round, Again, I know Der- Derrick King's not exactly the best passer in the world and everything like that, but again, yeah. reports out of spring camp and everything has said that Rambo has gone for over 100 yards in every game that he's played, or in every scrimmage that he's played, gotten about seven to, t- seven to nine receptions in each of those games, and during the spring game he went for over 100 yards again. I got to take him here. So I'm going to go Charleston Rambo wide receiver out of Miami.
1: And again, very... Uh very good at this juncture again of the draft it's 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 a lot of these guys i don't believe will be here in every draft tj pledger is a guy that is my one of my deep super sleepers um but a guy that i like even better talent wise is jeshaun corbin i'll take him on on my list here again it hasn't worked it hasn't clicked in, at, in Florida State yet, but I, I like him uh, at this juncture of the draft is really good. Wide receivers that if I were to take one and I'm going to take a defense to finish this out, but I like uh, the some guys from Syracuse here uh, good. Dipping into BYU right now would be smart. All of those guys, I mean, when I look at this draft, it's just, it's been so deep. So at defense, I'm going to I'm gonna make a surprising selection here, and uh, I'm going to go Liberty. Um, I, Liberty's I'm 100% defense,
0: on board. 100% on board yeah. just letting you know right now.
1: Yeah, I like Liberty's defense. They are very opportunistic, and when, again, when you don't invest in a defense – Really, all you're doing is planning on streaming. I don't know who Liberty opens up their schedule with. Oh, it's at Western Kentucky. No, that was last year. So it, this obviously, I would just be in this draft if we were playing it out. I would just pick the uh, the defense that plays some bad division uh, two squad. So who who are you gonna um, finish your draft with? I'm going to go with
0: another dog here. Again, I, I really think that's I think people are sleeping on Darnell Washington, tight end out of Georgia. Uh, grabbing him here as my backup tight end. And again, turns out it's not as good. Round 17, cut him easily. I uh, hate to yep. do that to a dog, but a lot of people are probably going to look at that and be like, what are you doing? What are you doing, Jared? Uh, Eric, Eric Gilbert just transferred there. Like, is Isn't he going to get all the targets this upcoming year? I don't think so. Not only that, because he, not... Or Eric Gilbert was recruited as a wide receiver to Georgia and not a tight end. So, therefore, yeah. his classification is probably going to change for this upcoming year. And so, um, give me
1: a couple of guys who you're stunned made it through this whole draft. I, I'm going to start off. Go ahead. Uh, uh, Gunnell, the Arizona transfer to Memphis, uh, he should be selected. That's one. And there was no LSU quarterback selected. With that offense, it, someone needed to say, I'm going to take a chance at Max Johnson or what have you. Those Especially in these later rounds, that, yes. Yeah, I'm stunned There, Is there anybody that you're just really surprised made it through this entire draft?
0: I would agree with you on the, the LSU quarterbacks and, um, and Grant Cannell. I'm also going to throw Michael Penix Jr. in there with his rushing ability. I know a lot of people are yeah. worried about his injuries and everything, but again, I think he's absolutely somebody... Uh, and then look, somebody, somebody
1: took Brennan so uh, at least yeah. somebody did the LSU okay good, good. that was, good. That was it, good again it could be Max Johnson or Brennan you know I mean but at this juncture you gotta take one of them but anyway keep going
0: I'm looking at running backs none of the ru- wide running backs really strike me as like wow I can't believe that guy didn't go um, and again looking at wide receivers none of these guys kind of sh- strike me as somebody who I'm surprised didn't go probably the closest thing uh, Keelan Stokes, actually, I'm looking at that name now. Uh, wide receiver at Tulsa. I'm surprised he kind of made it through th- this far. Um, anybody else that's kind of po- poking out to me, tight end well, wise, Michael I'm say- Bernard,
1: Uh-oh. Michael Bernard at Utah, or TJ Pledger. They needed to be drafted. Uh, that's a running back there that. Uh, those guys need to be drafted. Utah runs ball. All right. So, who do, uh, uh, What'd you say at wide receiver? Who are you who are you surprised with? Uh,
0: wide receiver, I say Keelan Stokes. But uh, again, other than that, I'm looking at these guys. None of these other guys kind of jump out to me as guys that I've uh, was surprised weren't taken. You got any wide receivers that you're surprised at?
1: You know, I had Rasheed Rice. He was the last guy that I ranked. I ranked him the forty-six. I think forty-five wide receivers. He was number forty-five on my list. I'm surprised he, he made it. I mean, it's not a great surprise because we only start three wide receivers. But I like SMU's offense, even though they're switching. Uh, you know, their Shane Bouchelle is 107 years old and finally moved on. Uh, what about McKenzie Milton? I
0: am really, again, I think the fact that he hasn't quite separated himself from Jordan Travis is something that has kind of given a lot of people pause for this yeah. upcoming year. I think if he had established himself as a clear number one by now, the people would be a lot more invested into him. He's definitely in my rankings and somebody I'm absolutely willing to take in these later round drafts and everything. Again, this was only a 17 round draft. Now That's kind of typical and everything, but I like to play deeper leagues. So he's absolutely somebody I would have been looking at here in the next couple of rounds. Um, Tight end wise, actually there's a few names here I'm kind of surprised were not taken. Peyton Hendershot, tight end out of Indiana. I thought it was kind of surprising. Jake Ferguson,
1: yeah, Henderson is good enough to have been drafted today.
0: Um, Jake Ferguson, tight end out of Wisconsin, he kind of became that clear safety blanket for um, uh, Graham Mertz last year. So I think that was kind of another surprising one. And there's, there's again, yeah, sometimes when you're kind of stuck with tight ends, you just kind of want to go with the ones that are a part of good offensive systems. So Jeremy Ruckard uh, out of Ohio State, Braden Galloway out of Clemson, I'm kind of surprised they're still here. Um, but other than that, everybody else kind of struck me as guys that, don't typically go undrafted, but I'm not surprised they went undrafted here.
1: Yeah. No, that's cool. Well, that was fun. So, okay, look, let's let's uh, dissect my uh, team first. You, can, yes, you sir. can chop it up. All right. So, um, at quarterback, I'm rolling Malik Willis, Carson Strong. Um, I'm super happy with that. I'll give myself an A. But the deal on the draft, though, that I got to be honest with, that's not a lot of value. So Mm -hmm. those quarterbacks, they better be good because I picked (laughs) them in the first and fourth round. Mm -hmm. Um, Normally, I would have been the Jaden Delora and LSU's quarterback and my wide receivers would have been better. But picking out of that one hole, if you don't take Bell, I don't think there is a call to make a selection of any other wide receiver, number one overall. So I give myself an A for uh, productivity, but a C minus for value. What do you think of my quarterbacks? Oh, and then on the bench, I'm rolling Ellaby, who is outstanding for a bench, and then Jones and Purdy, who are just dudes in my opinion. How do you think I did at quarterback?
0: So at quarterback again, I think you're you you found a nice balance between Malik Willis is going to provide enough rushing ability for both you for him and Carson Strong so I think yes. you're good there uh, Emory Jones again I'm not high on him but again I think you made a great argument earlier the fact that like if he was good he would have been drafted much earlier than nine yeah. Um, so I think again I agree with you him and Purdy are just dudes safe floors if you if your guys go down for injury and everything those are great guys you can slot in there uh, yeah, I think your steal at QB was Caleb Elby I, yes. um, I was honestly surprised when he took Brock Purdy before him because I would have easily had Caleb Elby ahead of him there uh, yeah. I think you did a great job at quarterback. Uh, let's see, running back, uh, you want to give your thoughts there?
1: Yeah, so uh, Lenny Brown, Ronnie Rivers. Uh, both of these guys, again, 116 years old. Each of them, they've been around since uh, I was in high school. They get the ball all the time on teams that aren't good. They uh, Ronnie Rivers catches some balls, so in our half-point PPR, that, that makes me happy. Um, and I always like to stay up late and watch those uh, Fresno games. So it'll be fun. Their offense is very good. But to tell you the truth, Rivers isn't needed as much as he used to be because the quarterback and wide receiver combinations are better. So while I like Rivers in the third round, that's just a C-minus pick. Letty Brown, uh, that late in the second, that was a good pick. Uh, On the bench, I gush over Marcus Williams. I'll probably – that'll be one of the guys in our little questions I imagine will be my uh, – what's the one? Super sleeper or whatever. I got him in the 13th round. Yes. He could be dynamic at La Tech. So that pick just – man, I love that one. The rest of the dudes are those uh, uh, lunch pail guys. Frank Gore gets you 80 yards and a touchdown. So with will Chucky Williams. Uh, Corbin uh, was much better at AM than he has been at Florida State. But again, 16th round, dude has talent. And that offense can generate running back studs. So productivity-wise, I'm going to give myself a B. Uh, draft capital-wise, I'm fine with it. I give myself an A-. minus. What do you think of these backs?
0: I, I'll, if I'm being straight honest with you, if it weren't for the fact that you don't have a single backup wide receiver on your bench, I would say your running backs are probably your weakest point on this team and that's mostly because you got a lot of high floor guys but not a ton of high ceiling guys um charles williams i agree with you that again you need 15 points he'll get them for you uh ain't no worry about that but i don't think i'll ever see him get more than 25 points in a game uh ronnie rivers i like ronnie rivers a lot actually Uh, i think he'll be good for this upcoming year in his final year it looks like Uh, i think they're gonna do a lot to make sure that he gets the ball a lot so I am a little bit highly, more highly than you do I'd actually, if you had flipped again, you, you're drafting at the turn so it's not like it's, uh, if I was going to say if you flip the value of Ronnie in the second and Letty yeah, in the third same, but, um, but, but it's the same selection effectively um, but I do think that was a good uh, running back duo for you to grab there especially since you couldn't grab one in the first round and you had to wait all the way to the end of the second round to grab your first running back, I think that was a good running back duo there but again, I'm just not over the moon excited about any of your kind of bench guys you got here. Uh, Frank Gore I know you love him. I'm not quite as high on him there, um, but you got him at a good value, tenth round. So if you want me to say productivity wise, I would give you—you said you gave yourself a B, B minus. Yes. I yeah. I'd probably give you the exact same value wise. I'd say probably B, B plus.
1: Yeah, um, yeah. That's um, it's so so. If you look at our teams and the strategy, and when we go to yours, it'll 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 really come home. So are Malik Willis and Letty Brown, are those guys going to, um, are, am I going to score more? You went Hall with the first pick and Hutchison with the fourth pick. So you're one, four quarterback, running back combo. And, To to liken that, that's kind of my Malik Willis and Ronnie Rivers at Mm 1-3. See, I have to beat you there or you win the draft in those rounds. You see what I mean? Yeah, that makes sense. You you got that guy in the fourth. So, like, I have to win that matchup. And if you ask me, you know, am I confident that Brees Hall and DTR are not as good – as malik willis and ronnie rivers i guess i'm a little better but i, I paid more so mm-hmm. i don't know i i think you're right I, I, so all of that is what i'm saying is i don't think malik willis is the pick here no i just don't okay so um let's go wide receivers all right so um braylon sanders and Travell Harris, I'm totally fine with them. Mm-hmm. For the value in the fifth and sixth round, the value of those two dudes, to me, that's an a. Uh, yeah. I waited on wide receiver, got those two guys, high-powered offenses, dudes get a bunch of catches, and they've already been good, and now their situation's even better? Shit. I'll take that all day long. That's how to play. Uh, again, just going back to I should have taken Brees Hall. I think the projections will uh, stay out. I do believe you can wait on wide receiver if you get lucky and get some of some guys like Harris and like Sanders. I'm totally fine with that. Then there is a a gap Huge. that we could go back and look at these wide receivers. And let me, okay, um, Khalil Pimpleton in a mock draft winning the eighth round Mm -hmm. And for me, he is no better than Taj Washington. He just isn't. Uh, Jair Shorter has had two good games. And while that's a really good offense, he's going six rounds earlier than people like Taj Washington. No, thank you. If you pay for your wide receivers and then wait. So what I keep thinking in this draft, you go running back, you get your backs, then you get the solid Grayson McCall quarterback, and then you come back with Braylon Sanders and Taj Washington, and you get your sleepers later. But anyway, um, I didn't pick a a bench wide receiver, but honestly, there are a ton of dudes on offenses that we didn't even pick. Like nobody got picked from Texas Tech. Uh, The number two wide receiver for Memphis uh, wasn't selected. Uh, the number two wide receiver for Clemson wasn't selected. So, I mean, even right now, I could just pick up guys and feel super comfortable Uh, because, like, Nagata was picked. Nagata ain't this two wide receiver. Again, no. looks like Tarzan plays like Jane. I haven't even done my homework enough to know, but just, like, there's a ton of, of guys out there that are available. My uh tight end Dykes, I dig em. uh Again, I'm not a tight end guy. I'll wait mid-round. I probably picked him – around too early but i did begin that run of tight ends i would I was say like you
0: kind of set that whole thing in motion because i could tell you that sean dykes on average in adp does not go until the 11th round yep. in in these uh cff redraft leagues. so you drafted him about three rounds earlier than i think people were expecting to and i think that's why you set off that chain because everybody's like oh god yep.
1: Yep, better pick that tight end, they said. And my backup running back of Kobach, I really like Bryant Kobach. He doesn't have Seymour in the backfield anymore. They've been a two-headed monster. It's not to say that the next Toledo guy – someone who wasn't drafted, is not a solid-ass sleeper. Mm-hmm. The The second running back for Toledo always goes way late and always gets 700 yards and 10 touchdowns. So, like, is Bryant Kobach going to rush for 1,400 yards finally? No, probably not. No. But he could. He could. Good. Uh, he That's what you're is looking a guy for. who uh, gets – hundred yard games he is a guy who scores touchdowns so in six games last year he scored four times and had 300 yard games as a flex running back I'll take it so when I look at my team as a whole I'll give myself a B uh it, when I look at all these teams I didn't outdraft everybody um it's difficult to hustle people with this much talent in a draft mm-hmm. And it's nearly impossible to do it from where you and I drafted.
0: Yeah, because nobody's
1: gonna come back.
0: That that I was gonna mention that, and like I guess we'll kind of transition over to here to my team, and like yep. kind of looking at my team. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be really honest with you. This was probably out of all the mock drafts I've done so far, it's probably my least favorite. And like one of the questions we'll have is like, did my strategy work for me? And it did kind of at first. Uh, it's just some of the guys I was hoping would fall back to me, like you were kind of saying, uh, just weren't there. And like when you're looking for guys to fall back to you on that turn and everything, it's like, or like when when, when you're our turn and everything, I only got two picks and everything, so I'm basically guaranteed. It's, it's almost like I'm picking twice because the likelihood of you taking the guy I'm wanting in that right. turn is almost nothing. So, and um, especially you just,
1: you, when I was on a position you weren't on because I began at quarterback and you began at running back, we're not mm-hmm. gonna overlap a lot. If exactly. I went running back and you went running back, then that the, you would be picking quarterback and I'd be picking quarterback. So it didn't work out there. We didn't snipe each other much at all.
0: Again, a lot of a lot of the things I'm not liking about my draft is the fact that I feel like I just made a lot of panic picks uh, in terms of getting sniped uh, on a couple of them. And like I've gotten too complacent with some of these uh, slow drafts that I've been a part of and given myself a bit more time to think. I need to get back into practice, and that's what I'm hoping to do with my Mock Draft Mondays, which I'll give a plug for that at the end here, um, but I'm hoping to get back into that practice and everything, because nothing like looking up, seeing you have a full minute left to think about it, and then looking back up, and all of a sudden you're hearing the baseball music saying, uh, sir, you have 15 <laughs> seconds left, and I'm like, yeah. oh, "I didn't feel like 45 seconds. Uh, so a, a couple of guys here I think that kind of for me were kind of panic picks uh, master Teague definitely was I'd say probably my biggest panic pick with Tuckle going off the board there I just went for the next running back up probably if I thought about it for a little bit longer I probably could have found a better running back there to take with value but again I'm happy with master Teague in the eighth round rather than taking him way earlier than that like he was going earlier this summer um, yes. round, round 17 again I love Darnell if I thought about it a little bit longer, I probably should have gone for somebody with a little bit more upside than just another tight end. Um, especially when I have somebody who I like as much as I, Isaac Rex. Um, again, Jake Hayner. I like the value I got him at. And I think he is a value in round nine. Mm-hmm. But again, considering I hadn't taken any running backs or wide receivers at that point, if I'm looking at this correctly yeah, none of I hadn't built my bench up with any of those. I probably could have waited on QB just a little bit longer. Like you said, you got... LLB in like the 12th round and to me there's not a huge difference between Jake Heiner and Caleb LLB so and then trying to think here yeah I'm
1: looking for our fantasy questions too what what were our questions again I'm sure I have them in an email I have them
0: pulled up right here so the first question we'll have is what is your 2021 CFF draft strategy did it work in this draft my CFF strategy for this year is Aim for a possible wide receiver in that first round. Build that up as quickly as you can. And then build from the depth that is at running back and QB from there on out.
1: That cannot happen. I think your strategy is dead on. But it's difficult to do it from the one or two. It's
0: impossible to do it from the one or two position. Because again, Brees Hall and Malik Willis are going to be those one and two guys. And thus you have to wait so long to grab that first wide receiver. And by the time you get to that first wide receiver. My first wide receiver is Jalen Tober. I love Jalen Tober. He's my sixth overall wide receiver. But to me, there's a huge gap between those first six of Butte, Bell, Austin, Traylon Burks, and Khalil Shakir. There's a huge gap between those five and everybody on, everybody else underneath yeah. it. And I would love to lucky. grab one of those guys if they fell to me, but they just weren't there. So All right. I will say my draft strategy did not work, and I don't think it was ever meant to work with the number two position. So what's your <laughs> answer to that?
1: Okay, so um, the first I think you're spot on. So my draft strategy in college fantasy football never wavers. Uh, It is pick the talented uh, guy at any position and back them up with guys who are always going to be there when you need them. Um, I don't get the – what's his name from Michigan? Donovan Edwards? Donovan Edwards. Yeah, I almost never draft that guy. Hmm. Uh, much to my chagrin, oftentimes I, I drafted Jonathan Taylor, and after his first game, I traded him. It was a terrible trade. It was in a keeper league. The guy had Jonathan Taylor his whole career. I don't bank on those guys. I mm-hmm. um, I I've, I've picked the guys who are talented on talented offenses, like Jonathan Taylor, but I just didn't keep him. So I'm going to pick the uber-talented guys when I can. Uh, and then the second part of that strategy is – I want to pick dudes who get the ball. Mm-hmm. And I did do that. Carson Strong, Malik Willis, Letty Brown, Ronnie Rivers, Braylon Sanders, Bryant Kobach, Ellaby, Frank Gore, Charles Williams, and Marcus Williams are likely going to lead their team in touches. So, yes, hey, I, you know, I love picking super fly guys, but you know what? I'll take the dude who just gets the ball all the time.
0: And I think uh, that's incredibly... Then, I was going to say, yeah. I think that's incredibly important for like half PPR and PPR leagues. Like yep. a strategy where I kind of go a bit more, where like I'm looking for that guy that could be explosive every time he touches the ball. You'll see that with kind of some of, my, some of the guys that I kind of picked. That's a bit better for a non-PPR league. Because yes. at that point... You're not looking for guys that are just going to give you that safe floor of you got seven catches, so therefore your floor is seven points. If you get you know, seven catches be, for nothing, to be
1: honest with you, Jared, I could tell by your draft strategy or the guys that you drafted, you and I weren't sinking in what we thought was valuable. Mm-hmm. Uh, Burton on your team, let me look at my wide receivers. Um, yeah, like he's probably. He'll probably be drafted in the NFL before all of my guys. Mm -hmm. Travell, Harris, Braylon Sanders, they're not going to be drafted before Burton in the NFL. Burton is a lot better football player than all those guys. I just think I got the better fantasy guys. No, I did draft those dudes before you. But what I'm saying is you didn't go lunch pail. You went talent. So uh, Jordan Winnington, I mean, he's a track star. That guy's uber talented. He's just a flake. It could pan out, and he could be a baller, or he might not do shit. So but it's again, just, I got you know I, I mean? got him it's, in I got
0: him in the fifteenth oh, round. You so did it's, it's super a, late. Exactly. I would say it, it, it's okay. like when um when you're dra- when you're drafting. I'll tell this to everybody out there. You have to draft people that you're willing to cut almost instantly because the most important weeks in fantasy, what I found, are those first two to three weeks in almost any league that you play in any sport that you play in. Learning how Learning how like you could you can talk you could talk about all the spring reports that you want, you could talk about all the fall camp reports that you that you want, but once you see it actually out there on the field, how touches are being broken up, how uh who's becoming the favorite target for these QBs and everything, you have to make those decisions very early on, otherwise you are going to get beat at the at the waiver wire so often and that can easily kill your season for the rest of the time. You could have the best draft in the world. But if you aren't willing to adapt throughout the season and everything, and you aren't able to pick up with these guys early, you're going to get left behind very quickly.
1: Yep. Okay, let me give you my favorite pick of your team, and then you can read me question two. My favorite pick on your team was your seventh round selection. You picked him 71st overall, Justin Hall. Um, I picked Bryant Kobach as one of my uh, turn picks after you picked Hall. I would have gone Hall before Kobach. That would have also balanced out my team a little better. Uh, Mm -hmm. That was one of the picks that you made that that pick really, really mattered. I wanted to go Hall and Harris back-to-back, and that would have given me my wide receiver, wide receiver, um, uh, my two and three, because I would have went Sanders, Harris, Hall. And my team would have been better. That was. I would say if if you
0: if if your starting wide receiving core was Braylon Sanders, Travell Harris, and Justin Hall, you might have won the draft. Regardless of regardless of how low or low ceiling, I might think some of your running back picks and everything could be like that. Wide receiver core could probably carry you through the entire season.
1: Yeah, Justin Hall gets balls. He goes to my strategy of guys who get the rock. Mm -hmm. Um. So that, that, to me, was my favorite pick that you made. Uh, I thought that was very clever. What I'll name, is this? Okay, I'll, go ahead.
0: I'll, I'll, I'll name my favorite pick from your team, and this is actually your last pick. Round 17, you grabbed Liberty's defense and everything, and I think you kind of showed the value in waiting on DST sometimes. Because, again, I went and drafted Notre Dame. They're the fourth best defense, in my opinion, for this. Actually, no, I might have them higher than that, but they're one of the top four defenses this upcoming year for me in fantasy. I think they're going to be fantastic. However... If you know where to look and you know how to play the schedules and everything, you can find those defenses that kind of slip through the cracks. I think you found a perfect one in Liberty in round 17.
1: Yeah, Liberty is better than almost every team they play, and that's what you want out of your defense. It doesn't matter if you have Kentucky's defense, if they're playing against McNeese. Now you have the best fantasy defense of the week. Exactly. Having a team being favored every week means your offense should be on the field putting pressure on their offense to do stuff which gets turnovers. That's why the Liberty pick it's sexy, dude. For me, I dig. Combine like that with that.
0: the fact that you have Malik Willis. Like you're talking about like pairing Malik Willis with like your like Ronnie Rivers and stuff like that. Pairing Malik Willis with Liberty's defense like you saw that combo last year and everything. Like, yep. Malik, you're talking about like getting offense on the field. Take offense out of that sentence. Putting Malik Willis out there on the field more often <laughs> is going to lead to more fantasy <laughs> points for you. And with him scoring more often, it's going to make them de- more desperate and therefore get your defense more pick or more points because they're going to be getting turnovers.
1: So, do you know how many uh, running backs are available on fan tracks for Liberty? One. I would say Joshua Josh Mack. Mack. And he wasn't selected. That's another guy that I didn't talk about him during the thing or whatever. But so Josh Mack, I don't know how much you know about him. Uh, he's a prankster and gets into trouble a lot. Okay. Uh, some of the stuff that he's done is made Twitter. Um, so he's like a shenanigan guy and often doesn't get the start. Peyton Pickett was on the field a lot of those first drives. And almost every first drive um, Liberty had ended in a touchdown last year. So you take off 10 drives that Josh Mack should have had, which normally equates to about 20 yards a drive, Mm -hmm. and he would have scored about a third of those touchdowns. So when you give the guy 200 more yards and four more touchdowns, like he's a flex guy mm-hmm. and no one picked him. Like that's just another just insane travesty. Uh they run the ball. Like Malik Willis dominates the offense, but damn, I'm talking about like a you can pick what the hell Josh Mack's available now. He's available mm-hmm. as a pickup. That's easy. he's he's uh, let see, see if
0: as... I let me see if I can find him on the adp sheet real quick because again he he well here's your problem again last year he off he averaged 10.75 uh, points a game last year like that's not gonna be something that, that's not going to be something people are interested no, for this again, upcoming year
1: he lost out on about three and a half points a game because he didn't do that first drive he's a 13 and a half point guy and with being a 13 and a half point guy that guy gets rostered every time. That's what I'm saying. Like I, I just I'll bet I would bet I would bet 10 bucks that Josh Mack beats two of Frank Gore, Marcus Williams, Charles Williams, and Joshon Corbin. I bet he beats two of those dudes.
0: You want you want me to tell you something crazy? I'm just looking at my ADP sheet here, by the way, once yep. again, if you want it for 30 uh, for folks listening, if you want it, 30 bucks, 15 bucks if you subscribe on YouTube and leave a review on Apple Podcasts he's not on here. He has not been drafted in a single mock draft this year. I think people have. It's just,
1: it's a mistake. It's a mistake. When you add what Peyton Pickett and Josh Mack did, they would be a running back three. Now again, is Josh Mack gonna be the only running back on the field? No, I mean, there's gonna be some human that plays. I get it. But look, Fantrax has zero humans to mm -hmm. pick from right now. So you get the entire running back with just one dude, come on, brother. That guy should have been drafted. Hell, I should have drafted him.
0: No, fair enough. I, I think that's entirely fair. And I think again, the like we were talking about, like we were talking about like players that we saw that were like still available and everything. And I think that's something else people need to understand with these drafts and everything. There are so many good players left yes. on the waiver wire when it comes to college fantasy. This isn't NFL where like by the time you're in your sixteenth round, you're talking about like you're scraping the very bottom of the barrel for any kind of value you can find. There are full-on starting quarterbacks, wide receivers, and running backs still available in yes. the waiver wire. So, again, I call back to what I was saying earlier. Drafting is important in CFF, but once we get into the actual season, learning how to play that waiver wire and everything, it's going to be even more important. And you need to understand that even if you don't maybe trust a guy like Joshua Mack during draft season, you need to keep his name in the back of your mind. You need to keep him on, like, you need to be looking for his name every single week being like, All righty, I didn't draft him because of this reason, but if I'm wrong and he doesn't have that anymore, I need to go get him now.
1: Yep. Uh, I look at teams like Tennessee where Ty Chandler was the only guy drafted. Mm-hmm. Finding those teams, and last year Kentucky was one where the running backs got drafted, nobody else did. Mm -hmm. digging in and finding that guy who's going to get seven touches, man, it just, it matters. It Mm -hmm. totally matters. All right. What's our second question that we have to uh, answer for the gridiron scholar?
0: Yeah. We'll try to get through these a little bit quicker. We kind of touched on it earlier. The number two is uh, identify your top sleeper candidate this
1: season. All right. So I, I, there's a ton of these. Uh, oh yeah, and we just we just gave that. So top sleeper, and then what's the last question? Last question
0: is uh, select one player who will become a weekly CFF starter drafted in the tenth round or later this season who is not on your roster. That's okay, why. Okay, I-
1: cool. So yeah, so um, here. Let's let's have a little fun with this one. Unless you got to go, and you can go. With no, the, no, 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 no. I got. I, your uh,
0: I'm. I'm mostly worried about time. We're at an hour forty five minutes so far. So I'm. Yeah. I'm. I'm mostly thinking about the okay. listeners here. But even so, I think we can find some guys pretty quickly. So you go ahead first.
1: Okay. So let's go. I'm going to go to a random team. I'm going to take Eric Froton's team. All right. Uh, tenth, tenth round or later. Well, heck, I'm a cheat. Tenth round pick, Lou Nichols. Man, Lou Nichols is good. That's Lou a good. Nichols that's a good
0: tenth round pick.
1: Yeah, Lou Nichols put a very solid uh, Kobe Lewis on the bench. And when you're young and you put a seasoned man on the bench, oh, that's good. 335 yards and three touchdowns the last three games. Uh, Mm -hmm. So we're talking 100 yards and a touchdown a game in the 10th round. He probably has value of a fifth-round running back. So right off the page, uh, Eric Froton. Uh, hats off on Lou Nichols in the 10th. Who you got?
0: So I'm kind of looking through some other ones in here and so I'm going to go this is a re- this is more recent news and everything but the name that kind of stuck out to me was uh, David Bailey just transferred from Col- Boston College to Colorado State rejoining or reuniting himself with Steve Adazio and while Steve Adazio for any kind of passing game uh, fantasy wise is absolute cancer, his running game uh, and him picking one running back to kind of stick with and giving him all the carries, David Bailey, I think, is going to be one of those solid floor running backs where you know you're going to get 15, 18 points out of him every single week, and you're going to be wanting him to just have him on your roster as a safe floor. Um, again, he, he produced AJ Dill. When, when was he selected? He was selected in round 11, I believe.
1: Yeah, round 11. Cool. Yeah, very 11? good. Um, I would say a sexier uh, Charles Williams. On my team, I got I got Williams later. Uh, David Bailey a little more established uh, with that coach. I totally agree with that. I mm-hmm. will say that uh, their roster is weird. They have some because uh, I'm I live in Colorado, so they they tend to do gadget stuff. But okay. that isn't Steve Adazio, so I think David Bailey might come in there and get those carries. I I like He'll that. He'll get those carries. He'll uh,
0: kind of bring some normalcy to that offense that I think Steve Adazio is looking for because. Who was uh Who was the running back for Colorado State last year? If I remember, I can't remember. McElroy,
1: McElroy, was his name. Yep, he he did well. Uh, banged up a lot, and they were still tinkering with uh, Dante Wright, who's their gadget guy, handing mm. him the ball a little too much. Uh, Dante Wright is somebody too, very talented, but in that offense, I don't see it clicking. I could be wrong, but I don't see it clicking.
0: No, I think um, that's that, I think a guy it's
1: fantastic. who's uh, a one. A guy who's one of our favorites. Uh, he invited us to this, uh, the Gridiron Scholar John Lob. Uh, I'll go to his squad and and a pick a, a couple of his guys. Before First we guy go further,
0: uh, no. I was gonna say thank 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 you, John, if you're listening, for inviting us to be a part of this. This is a ton of fun. Um, it was great to be in a real draft environment again, where you got you, you're limited on your time to make your pick. Um, It was great discussing with Mitch all this, and it wouldn't have been possible without you putting all this together. So with that being said, Mitch, you can continue. Sorry about that.
1: So I I kept sharing with you that I have pet wide receivers, and during the draft I made a couple of selections, and John said, hey, you're picking my guys. Uh, We do share a a couple of guys, and he actually picked three of them in a row. C.J. Johnson, uh, Zachary Franklin, and Danny Gray. All of those guys uh, play in offenses that mm-hmm. move the ball and they have been the focal point before injury. Danny Gray uh, has been the guy when Roberson went down, but then he went down and Rasheed Rice came back. CJ Johnson has been the guy, but then they started throwing the, the short passes to Tyler Snead. Mm-hmm. Zakari Franklin's been the guy when uh, they had the quarterback from Oakey State who went to UTSA. So Again, those are guys who are comfortable in being the guy. Each one of those dudes has the capability of being just as good as his uh, Dante Wright in the seventh round, and those are 12, 13 and fourteenth round picks. So I, I, I like that. I like that trio.
0: I would agree with you. I, I would definitely have taken uh, Zachary Wright over Dante Wright. Uh, Danny Gray, I wouldn't have mainly because again, I think he's one of those guys that you would have to rely on injury for him to kind of pay off, which I tend to avoid at all costs. Uh, yeah. I'm not a big, I'm not a big guy where I'm like, oh, like that's why I, like, I really don't like the zero RB strategy for uh, NFL fantasy and everything where they're just like, oh, you, it'd be great if you grab Chuba Hubbard this upcoming year because if Christian McCaffrey goes down, he's the guy. I'm like, I don't want that. I don't want that. Yeah. I want the guy who's going to be starting and everything. Now I'll grab Chuba Hubbard later with my other picks if I have Christian McCaffrey. But right. anyway, I'm, get, I'm getting off topic here. Um, I disagree with you. I'm, I prefer Tyler Snead over CJ Johnson this upcoming year, mainly because of the drop issues that CJ Johnson's been having uh, this past year. And I just think that they're going to be I targeting it. Tyler more. They're, they're going to be trusting CJ less. Because CJ may be the more talented wide receiver. I wouldn't doubt that by any stretch of a mile. but I do think
1: that
0: they're going to be trusting Tyler Sneed more with some of those targets. And again, in a half PPR, PPR format right here, I'd rather go with Tyler than CJ.
1: As CJ, as CJ Johnson as a freshman ended the season with a hundred, 106, 85, 283, 85 and 141 yard games. And what did he do last year? He nothing. Yeah. And I think it's in his head. And again, it could be. I like I like guys that have shown me that they can have 250 yard games. Mm-hmm. And again, a string of games where he's averaged 125 yards. Much like though Jordan Whittington. I <laughs> just I don't know if we're gonna get that guy. If Jordan Whittington plays his best, shoot, that man, that guy's gonna be nailed. <laughs> and if if CJ Johnson were to play his best. He dwarfs sneed and talent.
0: I think that's fair. No.
1: And that's why you get the guy in the 12th round. Uh, He could be a week week two drop or a week two put in your starting lineup and keeping as your wide receiver three the rest of the year.
0: I think that again, very,
1: very interesting.
0: Yeah. Wow!
1: Sweet man, well, that, I, th- was, uh, that was that Mitch. Fun, that was man. awesome. I like
0: I, 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 was very glad he hopped in on hopped in on this again. I, um, originally we were also going to have uh, Kevin Brown here. Unfortunately, he uh, had to cancel last minute, which is fine by all means. Again, we all have these things called lives that we had to take care of, and so. <laughs> so but you you, 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 I, I put the call out there, and you, you hopped in here almost immediately, and and, Mitch, I really can't thank you enough. This has been not only a great experience with. Draft, but like just listening to you talking to you, like I could tell you've done this years longer than I have, and it's been great talking to somebody who has clear, like clearly has a lot of wisdom for this. I've learned a ton from tonight. And I'm really hoping to my listeners and everybody who's listening out there, you've learned a ton from Mitch tonight. I would love to have you back on whenever you can, to, Mitch.
1: I would love to be on, and um, I, I I do really appreciate the opportunity to to do it, and maybe next time uh since. I'm sure we're running long on your segment. Uh, I'll ask you, who's your favorite fantasy guy of all time, and maybe you can give me that story. So that's we will save that one for next time, time. I'm, next. I'm
0: definitely I'm definitely gonna have to think about that one for a good bit. I can tell you my bi- biggest fantasy blunder, and that was just last year. But
1: <laughs> okay, yeah, all right, all right. Give me give me your blunder, and I'm gonna give you my best success story. Give me your blunder.
0: So my biggest blunder last year was championship week, championship week of last year. And you're talking about Corey Rucker. I I literally cannot tell you what my thought process was for this. But I had Jonathan Adams on my roster. I love Jonathan Adams. He goes down with an injury for championship week. And I'm like, crap. Crap. I need to grab the next wide receiver at Arkansas State. And I'm like, I'm like, you know what? Like he like whoever he is, he's gonna get it. Mitch. I somehow convinced myself that Brandon Bowling was going to be the guy.
1: And didn't Bowling have like two catches for twenty-two yards and he had two catches had like for two like two four touchdowns. yards? I could. Oh, and yes, I, I, I let remember me,
0: that. Let, let me let me pull that up. Let me pull this up.
1: Yes. I, I, I do remember that. My buddy picked up bowling, and I went Rucker. I was I was happy. I did that. I, I, I would have been happy
0: too. Dude. Rucker probably would have saved me that. Dude, I had a, such a bad championship week. Oh man, I can't even see this. Can I see the scores? I can't. That gummit. I wanted to see the... Wait, hold on. Yeah, there we go. So let me tell you what my fantasy... Again, we're on a high okay. here, but let me tell you what happened to me fantasy week last year. Spencer Rattler goes 14 points. Kyle yeah, Trask goes not... 32 points. 32 points, that was good. I was cool with that. Greg yes. Bell gets four yards.
1: Okay. Not as many as he Hall.
0: <laughs> Brees Hall gets me 27 points. I'm like, thank you, Brees. Uh Calvin Austin, 17 points. Thank yes. you. Thank yes, you, Calvin so Austin.
1: I, I had Austin, yes.
0: Uh, Brandon Bowling, who uh again somehow convinced myself he was the number one receiver for that week for Arkansas State. He went seven yards. Wow. Uh Bailey Gaither. Seven. Bailey Gaither, who the weeks before that, the weeks before this right. week. He was on a roll. He went yes, he eleven was. points, twenty-six points, eight points, twenty-one points. Went three, three point nine points that on uh, championship week. Wow. Sean how Dykes. Many,
1: how many leagues do? You, how many leagues do you play in?
0: So last year I played in three leagues. This year I'm clearly upping okay, that number too. up a little bit.
1: Yeah, but I, I played in three last year too.
0: Yeah, I played in three. Won one. So okay, I played uh, in
1: three. I I won all my leagues last year. I haven't done that in a long time. So
0: and so, uh, uh, Sean, I I had Sean Dykes. He got me 6.6 points. But again, tight end, you can't expect much. But then again, the guy I was facing at like Cole Turner, he got 18 points. Yeah. Um, Cole Turner Kobe, was good. He, he was did, he so good. He had a good
1: season. No, he had a uh, good
0: season. Kobe Lewis in my flex spot got me 2.9 points.
1: So do you do you know the best uh, fantasy tight end um, since fantasy has been playing in college? Do you know who had the best season?
0: Uh, I can't remember off the top of my head. Enlighten me. James Casey. All right. Do you know him? I do not off the top of my head. My apologies.
1: James Casey was the tight end at Rice University in two thousand and eight. <laughs> and he is my uh best fantasy pick ever. Is this in your two- success story? In two thousand and eight, we decided uh as a as a league to have tight ends. Mm-hmm. And I I loathed it. I I just I, it just, God, I didn't want to do it, and tight ends were dumb. And um, But this was, you know, there were a lot of tight ends. This is, you know, Gronk back then, it, just a lot of people getting buzz from these new great tight ends. So great. We're going to play tight end. I'm saying I'm going to pick my defense next to last, and I'm going to pick my tight end last. With the last pick of um, the second-to-last pick in the draft, I picked James Casey of Rice mm-hmm. as uh, a tight end. His freshman year, he caught 45 balls for 585 yards and four touchdowns.
0: So a solid tight end season.
1: Solid tight end season. Whoop de doo Said ten league, a ten le- man league. I picked him last. Mm-hmm. As uh, his next season, he had 111 catches. For 1,329 yards and oh 13 God. touchdowns. But, see, that's not the total story. See, James Casey was also the fullback and had 57 carries for 241 yards and six touchdowns. Oh my God. The dude had 1,600 yards oh and 19 God. touchdowns with 111 catches. <laughs> the best tight end of all time in college fantasy football. I picked him with the next to last. He was a nearly Mister Irrelevant, and I smoked the league. It was not competitive because you was weren't this? supposed to have that. With the, like, you're not. You, if you got the, he was ranked like the third best wide receiver, and mm-hmm. like when you like yeah. he was the third best dude. And you're not supposed to have that at tight end. No. So when you have that, you're going to win every time. So I m- just murderized the league. So that was, that's, that's my best pick of all time. James Casey, next to last draft. It's only dwarfed by this. My dad asked me the last pick of the draft 100 years ago. He said, son, I need a quarterback. Uh, are there any starters left? And I said, well, on my list, there is, dad. There's one more. I, I think he's going to get the nod. Um, I don't know much about him. He played for like Northern Iowa or something, and <laughs> Trent Dilfer got hurt. Uh, yeah, just yeah. Why don't Why don't you pick Kurt Warner up? <laughs> <laughs> and he was the And he was the fantasy MVP. And my dad picked him up after the draft. Yes,
0: incredible. Yes,
1: there's one. There's one starter left, Dad. Let me look his name. Kurt Warner. Yeah, just pick him. So Anyway, those those stories are awesome. I got I oh, got yeah. a thousand of them, man. I, where I, it's uh it's super cool. I
0: can't wait to have my own as I do this for years to come. And yep. that 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 is I think probably the most epic way to end this epically long but also very informative, very fun. Just I've had a great time tonight, Mitch. And I, again, I can't thank you enough for coming on here. You're again, you you you've taught me more than I think I even taught my listeners tonight. Like you've done a fantastic job. Having you on was a brilliant, brilliant idea. And again, I'd love to have you on more. Uh, is there anything, anything you want to plug here before we uh, kind of finish out here?
1: No, man. Uh, I got, I got a. If you're into sales, uh, <laughs> I have a couple of sales books on Amazon. Uh, um, it's a, t- it's, it's called a month of tips. So uh, it gives you something to work on every day, to work on your craft, uh, to be better, to what I call to avoid rut teens, and I try to do that in fantasy as well. That is uh, sticking to a bad strategy and getting bad results. So it's uh, something that you can work on every day to be a better salesperson. So that's what I do. So you want to get on Amazon, if you're ever into sales, uh yeah, uh, log in, get the book. It's uh, super fun. But I just want to say again, thanks. Uh, next time you want to have me on or whatever with uh, with your uh, other boss man, y'all just let me know <laughs> and I'll I'll come in for a little guest segment. But hey, uh, I appreciate the time. Thanks a bunch.
0: Again, thank you, Mitch. And if again, if you guys want to follow him on Twitter, he is at Ace Hole Rule. Aceholes Rule. Holes is plural. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at CFF underscore Jared. You guys know if you found this video, you can also find us on. Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. We will have the podcast version of this uh, special available as soon as John posts the official article for the Summa Cum Laude Draft. I will also link that in the description of the podcast and the video product for this. On top of that, I'm gonna also once again plug my ADP as well as ECR sheet now, available for $30. If you want to get a 50% off discount on that, you can just uh, screenshot showing the fact that you are subscribed on youtube and also show us that you have left a review on apple Podcasts. if you don't have apple products that's fine you can just show screenshot showing us you're following us on spotify and also give us a shout out on twitter all that can be done to get the 50 percent off discount 15 for a for a uh, sheet that is going to help you immensely in your drafts for this upcoming season under the two best things you can be for your drafts this upcoming season is prepared and flexible. As we found out tonight, I need to work on my flexibility a little bit. And with that, I'm going to be working on that with our upcoming Mock Draft Monday system that we will have going for the rest of this summer all the way up until the season starts. Every Sunday night, I will be po- or every Tuesday night, I will be posting a link to a Fantrax League. Anybody can sign up. You just come in on Sunday night at 8 p.m. We will have a... W- 45 seconds to one minute per picks. It'll be 16 rounds, uh, one or two QB, two running back, three wide receiver, one tight end, one defense, and six bench spots. That's how it's going to be every single draft. It's going to be used to build up the ADP on the ADP sheet and also give you guys great practice for this upcoming year. Thank you guys so much for listening. I know we're running really long tonight, but we had a lot of great discussion. I can't wait to do this again with you guys in the future. Thank you, Mitch. Thank you for my host, Xavier, on vacation right now. And thank you all for listening. Y'all have a fantastic day and join us next time on Chasing the Natty.